Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Spotlight. As you heard from Big Dick MLJ, I'm Jeremy Lambert. That is Steven Jensen. <laughs> this is the Spotlight. Uh, shout out to Big Dick MLJ. Shout out to Gisberto for the thumbnail on this lovely show here. Jensen, lots to talk about. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. <clears throat> doing well. We're looking forward to it. Um, we are sponsored today by WrestleRumble.com, so we're going to tell you all about that throughout the show, too. We're going to give away some free WrestleRumble entries before I clock in for the day, or for the shoot job, I should say. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Do we do we have the overlay today? I just noticed that we got the, uh, we just look like, we don't have, like, our spotlight overlay on right now. It's on for me. Is it? Do you guys yeah. see that? <clears throat> I, just, I just see us on the screen with the, that's funny. For some reason, my stream here is not showing it. Anyway, I, I have the overlay on. I was like, huh? It's there. That's so weird. I wonder if I look on, uh, on if I watch on Fightful, what it looks like. Anyway, that doesn't even matter. But the uh, start we have to this show. That's uh, so Kai's, bizarre. Kai's um, got, it. oh, apparently Kai doesn't see it. I said, yeah. hold on, hold on. Let me, all right, now it might be off. Oh, Michael no, we're Pierce. in front of it. Like, there's, like, some sort of background behind us I can see. Well, actually, that's not even – that's a different background, I can tell. Oh. No overlay. Yeah, sure. There we go. Okay. It was there for me the whole time. 
There we go. <laughs> okay, cool. Now I feel like the show has started. Okay. All right. Um, Sorry about that. Again, it showed up on my screen. That's why it threw me off. All right. Well, we got a super chat from Kai who uh, mentioned we didn't have an overlay, but now hopefully we do have an overlay. Uh, Kai says, good morning, Spotlight. Ready for Lacey Evans and Cody Rhodes to win the Royal Rumble and defend America. I know I am. You excited for Lacey Evans to win the Royal Rumble, Steven Jensen? Yeah, I don't see that happening, but I do. Um, <clears throat> I think I... I don't think I mentioned this in the interview with Mose, who, by the way, we have John Mosley back in the creator spotlight later on the show. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I um, On Saturday, I'm geared up to have the most American day of all time. So Saturday afternoon, I am meeting American hero Joey Chestnut, a.k.a. Jaws, um, the best eater of all time, the, the reigning, defending, undisputed hot dog eating champion on 4th of July, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I have so much respect for this man. So I'm going to be meeting him on Saturday afternoon and try to get him to sign an American flag for me. And then on that same night, I'm going to go straight from Joey Chestnut to watching the Royal Rumble and watching the roller coaster, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes win the 2023 Men's Royal Rumble. It's going to be very American Day on Saturday, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Only only two days away now, right? Yeah, we just have like today and then then just a couple days over there, so. The only thing more American would be if Hulk Hogan came out and he found his toilet paper to while wiping his ass. <laughs> to real American, I saw that. Didn't he like? Didn't he tweet that on accident? <laughs> like that's what it looked like. I feel like he was like trying to text somebody, and then he sent yeah. it as a tweet, which was yeah. Tremendous. That's what. Yeah, that's that's, that's uh, what it seemed like. Anyways, um, yeah. Thanks everyone who's joining us for the show today. We appreciate y'all. Got a lot of a lot of good topics today. Let's get into our AEW spotlight and not give any more attention to a racist. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows. Last night, we had the AEW debut, unfortunately, under tough circumstances of Mark Briscoe, who headlined the show against Jay Lethal. There was, you know, this has been confirmed that the Briscoes could not be on uh, AEW Warner Brothers Discovery Television because of past comments made by Jay. We talked about it a little bit last week, and we—I mean, I thought we were pretty harsh but fair on Warner Brothers for their stupid decisions, their bullshit decisions last week when it came to their not including the Briscoes all through last year when Tony had owned ROH. And then last week when there was no real tribute video or anything aired for, for Jay Briscoe, they righted that wrong last night with a tribute video uh, during the show. And then Mark got to be on the show and headline against Jay lethal. Uh, It was good to see Mark there. It was good to see they were able to honor Jay in, in some sort of way. Warner brothers discovery. It's still bullshit that it took, all of this backlash and it took Tony Khan apparently doing whatever he needed to do in a, in a manner that he probably didn't need. He didn't need to fight as hard as he seemingly did to get all of this on television, but good on Tony Khan for, for going to bat and getting this on TV. And yeah, good, good to see Mark despite the circumstances. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, That was super emotional. It was Jay's birthday yesterday too, wasn't it? So like just the way that, um, you know, things worked out with, you know, kind of weight, you know, it, this is given the circumstances, this is probably the best way things could have worked out as far as like the timing for like the tribute show, just with it. Coincidentally, it winds up being on Jay's birthday. 
uh, Mark is, you know, in a headspace and like, you know, wants to wrestle because I, I highly doubt he would want to wanted to wrestle last week. I mean, it was like, I, you know, and I, I wouldn't have, you know, obviously it's his decision. If he decided he never wanted to wrestle again ever for the rest of his life, I would have respected that too. You know, I respect his decision to come back when he did. Um, I, I respect that the decision for people to grieve the best, like the best way that's going to help them. So like, if this is the, the best way that Mark's going to get through this is being in front of the fans and doing his thing in the ring. Um, I mean, he's, you saw, <laughs> we saw last night. I mean, the amount of support he's going to have is going to be um, tremendous. Um, and it's interesting now. Cause like, you know, what are they going to do with the ROH tag team titles? What do you do with Mark going forward? Like how often is Mark going to wrestle? Is he going to go right back to the grind um, full time? Cause if he does, um, I don't know if you'd agree with this or not. I know there's people out there that will hear me say this and they'll compare it to like Rey Mysterio winning the title at the Royal Rumble. Or sorry, not at the Royal Rumble. Winning the Royal Rumble and going on to win the wrestle the, the title WrestleMania all those years ago after Eddie Guerrero passed and stuff. But um like I I really think it'd be a good idea to like if Mark's gonna be there, I would I would heavily push him and probably put the ROH World title on him. And that has, and, and part of it is obviously what's going on with Jay and the story there, but the fan support he's going to have. And it's not like Mark is some slouch. Like Mark was always a great wrestler. It's just Jay was like the world title level guy out of the group. And he was like kind of the chosen one. But Mark, you know, a very credible singles wrestler on his own, an ROH television champion, um, a guy who's the longest tenured person in Ring of Honor right now. Um, you know, so I, and I, the fans are going to really want it too. Like, so I could really see a scenario where, like, you know, Mark gets a big push, goes towards the ROH World Title or something. And, and I, I think that'd be great because that, you know, in a, in a world of scripted wrestling, we're, you know, that's a big advantage we have here is like, because if this was, you know, in, in real, in like a real life sport or whatever, this story would be the same, right? Like, if, if some athlete out there that was like synonymous with like a, or like in UFC would be a good example if like Nick Diaz passed away, like if Nate Diaz went on a run and won the title, you know, like a big motivation was like, I, I want to get this win for my brother. You know, like, I feel like that's a great story. And I think it's a great way to help Mark grieve. It's a great way to keep the fans behind Mark. Um, and the match last night was, was perfect. It was literally done perfectly. And Jay lethal was the best opponent because of the history with Jay and Jay Briscoe and, and everything. So it's like, um, in the video package, as you said, it was beautiful. So it's like, there's, I really felt like last night they really did. They really made a lot of things right. And it really made it kind of seem to me like Mark Briscoe might be just back. And if he's back, I, I think they need to just heavily push him. I think Mark might take a little bit of time off after this. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know Mark Briscoe. Um, never met him or anything like that, but it seemed like last night they, they, Tony Khan has said like they both asked for this match. Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe. They wanted to do yeah. this match. This is who they wanted to face and everything. And, and I think that it was good for him to be there and be around all the people who can love and support him and everything. There is still everybody grieves differently, right? Um, but I still think there is a process to go through with that. There's a family sure. that needs to be taken care of and everything. And I feel like Mark will want to be heavily involved uh with um Jay's Jay's wife and, and children. Uh, so I think he'll probably t- uh, take some time off. I imagine he'll be at Supercard um, in, in April. You know, that's still a few months away. 
I don't know what they do with the tag team titles. Uh, people have said, you know, do a do a tournament, some type of Memorial Tag Tourney, crowd new champions, also maybe like a Jay Briscoe Memorial Cup. I could definitely see something like that happening. As far as Mark is like a singles run, I'm for it. I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I just don't know. It's tough for me to, to think about this for, for two reasons. One is just whatever Mark wants to do is, is the most important thing uh first like if he doesn't want to if he's not ready to return full-time that's completely understandable if he wants to step away for a little while that's completely understandable two looking at more of just a pro wrestling scope of it of i don't know what roh looks like right now because we still don't have any type of like television announcement we still don't know if they're running weekly if they're just running shows and stuff i think if you're gonna do something like hey let's elevate mark briscoe to uh to you know, a world title run or something like that. You want that journey and that story to be on television. You don't want to yeah. just do that as like sort of a, a one-off thing at like Supercard. Like it'd be a big moment for Supercard, no doubt. But I would want to, uh, like I, I would want that to play out a little bit more on television. So I think, you know, whenever that happens, that's when you you might want to start piecing that together. But I'm all for it. it. It makes a lot of sense. Mark has always been a guy who could stand out as a singles person. It's just... They didn't really do that. Jay was the guy who they went with for for the ROH title, uh, um, winning it as as a singles competitor, which also made sense. But Mark can certainly stand out like that. Uh, regardless, it was it was just great to see Mark there. It was great to see the support that he had. Uh, just look, man, those guys should have been on television all throughout last year. They should have been on television long before that. Whether it was you know being an Impact or, or being an AEW or being in WWE, these guys were just kind of made for television wrestling, their personality. I've been, so, you know, I, I've been covering a lot of the, the, the fallout of this. Um, and they have their family friends. Josh Wharton is the guy's name. He goes on Facebook. He's been on going on Facebook live uh, for the past week, just like giving updates on uh, the, the, the kids, Gracie and Jay Lee um, and, and just how the family is doing. It comes directly from Ashley, uh, Jay, Jay's wife. So I've been, you know, cover listening to a lot of that, covering a lot of that and stuff. And I've I had uh, some locals like just reach out to me and just be like, "Hey, like here's kind of what's happening. Like here's like who the Briscoes were." And we we put one of these videos in our update, and I'll actually put the the link in the in the chat right now. But they they sent me um they they sent me local ads that the the Briscoes would do for like this spa place. And they are just hilarious. I don't know if you've seen like Mark doing like the weather, like the no. local. Oh, I've, I've seen like little clips here and there. But oh. yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch more of that. That isn't that's amazing because obviously I love their promos, like their wrestling promos, where yeah, Jay would be serious with his eyes locked on the camera, and Mark's you know drinking a Capri Sun, eating Dunkaroos in the background. You know what I mean? Like those <laughs> guys are great It's it's so good, and the the weather one is great because Mark is just like. I've been struck by lightning before, and he just says it so like deadpan serious. Like, yeah, I totally believe this man has been struck by lightning. <laughs> I, I believe Him that doing as the well. weather is is absolutely tremendous. I'm trying to find uh the DM. I, I apologize that it's taken me a second. Okay, uh here we go. Um nope, nope, different one. Uh sorry. Uh but they, they do these um videos for yeah, the spa plays, and like you could just tell they're having so much fun with it and just just like having a good time and again these guys were just they could do anything they were very serious in a lot of their promos of like all right we're gonna hype this match and stuff but you can see like the comedy elements and everything it's like man 
these guys should have been on television such a long time ago. And it's a shame that it took this long uh, for Mark and these circumstances for Mark to get on TV. It's an absolute shame because they're so, they're so good in ring. They're obviously fantastic in ring, but just as like characters and performers and they're not even characters. They just play themselves, but like they are so damn good. Um, here we go. Here's, here's one of the videos I'm, I'm posting in the, in the chat right now. Uh, it's from, this is one of the little spot ads. And if you click on this person's YouTube page, you can, you can watch more of them, but they're, they're hilarious. So it, it's been, it's been very heartwarming to see all the support and love and that Jay Briscoe and his family have received uh, throughout all of this. And I imagine it'll continue. You know, we, we, we got the link for the uh, gifts and go last week. And uh, you know, we, we didn't know if it was legit or not during our show. Uh, the wife right. just sent it to me and was like, Hey, I think this is legit. It seems like it. And we were like, okay, it seems like it. And then, you know, come to find out it was and it's blown up and it's gotten uh way past the goal they had met according to uh, people who would know tony khan is doing what he can for the family and everything i imagine there's a lot going on that the family is being taken care of that that is more than just what we see with the gifts and go they got the the shirt that you could get off of aw shop 100 percent of the proceeds go to the family so fortunately uh that the family will be well taken care of and and that is uh that, that is great as well. Uh, and Kate saying the Gibson go for the other driver. That's fully funded. Yes. That, that is something that was, they, they, they talked about, uh, Josh Wharton talked about in, in his videos of like, there's no ill will towards the family of the other driver from the Pew family. And I think because we are in a wrestling bubble, we, we kind of forget about the other driver in this. And she had two daughters as well and you know now they have to go through a process as well but from all accounts like this small town in delaware very close-knit uh community and just a lot of love and support all throughout the community for for the pew family and um the the other family as, as well so it, it's good to see all the support uh that, that's happened and again it was good to see mark on tv last night and whatever he wants to do moving forward if he wants to be a regular great if he wants to take time off that that's more power to him for that. Like whatever he wants to do moving forward. I think we should all support that. Yeah, absolutely. If he never wants to wrestle again, I get that too. That that's just wants he wants that to be it. You know, I, whatever, whatever he wants to do, um, he absolutely deserves that. You know, and I, you know, it was, it was cool last night for so many reasons and, and him winning the match with the J driller was, you know, just perfect. The froggy boat of the outside through the table was, was great. I mean, like, great match and uh just it was i think it was just all just <clears throat> done really perfectly and uh you know i'll just say this i said it before uh just said just to the wrestling community people in general but like the wrestling community too uh i am talking about this specifically we i think we collectively because here's the thing with it with the with the warner brothers uh keeping them off tv stuff to me and i don't know anything like i'm not I'm, this is a straight guess i have no clue but to me, it seems like there was like a specific person that had a problem with them. It's just how it feels like to me. Like, yeah. I can't imagine, you know what I mean? I can't imagine like that many people collectively all being on the same page and like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there was like one, maybe one or two people that was really, they, they were, they were the roadblock here. And um, I think that we just in general, we all as a wrestling community need to get 
uh, we need to kind of recalibrate, in my opinion, how we treat people, depending on, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. The reason I say this is because it's so sad. The saddest thing about this is Jay passing, obviously, that goes without saying. But as you said earlier, these guys should have been on TV this whole time. So it's like Jay should have had his flowers while he was alive. Like he should have been able to enjoy the the fans and the fans should have been able to enjoy him. Millions and millions of people every week on, on TBS and TNT. Like, and so it, it's sad that like now they're letting this happen on television to, to, and it's, and it, but it's, it's incredible that they've done it. Like it's, I, I'm not, I'm not, and this is kind of to my point is they, they did change their mind. Something changed and Tony Connor was able to get this on television I just wish they would have listened to that so much earlier when he was still here. Um, so <clears throat> anyways, uh, yeah. And in him, and you mentioning their small town um, in Delaware and stuff, dude, it's, it's possible. Those might've been the only two cars on the road. You know what I mean? It's just like, this yeah. is like, just the, just the most tragic, unfortunate. And I don't know what the circumstance of, of the other driver was, you know what I mean? And, and it's really good to know that the fam that the Pew family doesn't, hold ill will against them and they're included in in you know the donations and stuff like that's that's huge um i think especially for the wrestling community i think all the wrestling fans need to know this because i know that sometimes wrestling fans can you know be a little extreme know know that their family is is okay with the other family i mean that's that's yes. a very important thing to know um so uh and obviously no one wants to place blame no one wants to have been no one wants to die over something you know it's this is not a good situation for literally anybody involved so like um i just want to throw that out there too that just be safe out there um but just driving around just being out there as a civilian i mean like i said it's very possible the two cars that that had this tragic accident they might have been the only two cars on the road and who knows the reason why they ran into each other you know there's a lot of different things that could happen um it's uh you know we all, we're all taking risks out there just being out there in the world so just you know, be out there, be careful, and uh, just you know, be be appreciative of every day that you're living because you know you just never know. It's just it's wild, man. It's made me think a lot. I mean, this the hit, Jay dying has made me think a lot this past you know couple of weeks about a lot of stuff like that. So it, it's I mean it's very sobering for for all of us I think because you know, we we found out we were recording an interview when, when we yeah. found out about it and you could kind of see the look on our faces like you can watch our reactions real time when we find out about this news and and like like jensen said last week is like we try to power through get get through the rest of the interview and, and give you guys you know the the content that that we we, we can be proud of and we feel everyone to deserves and you know we had alec price on when when everything happened and we want to make sure we're, we're fair to him as well but yeah especially like when we were done with that and just taking a moment to really take it all in and now all the fallout and everything it's been it's been very very difficult i think, I think for a lot of people and like you said like hopefully it, it sucks that it takes stuff like this for all of us to just come together and yep. i it I really hope it just continues. I hope we continue to just treat each other well and realize that how precious things are. But like, I'm also not super naive to think that it's going to change much because we kind of thought these same things when, when Brody passed away and like it for a little while, things are great. And then we all just become dicks again. And it's very unfortunate. 
it happens in real life too, man. I mean, remember how united we were after 9-11? And like, look at like where we're at now. Like with like everyone just fighting each other all the time and political views all over. And it's like, it's just great, right? It's crazy. Like, but like, obviously no one wanted 9-11 to happen. That's like the worst thing that's like ever happened in American history. But like the fallout of that was everybody joining together for a very short time. And it was like something unlike I'd ever really seen before the country all coming together. And then, yeah, before you know it, we're all dicks to each other again. You know what I mean? And we're causing our own issues amongst each other. You know, it's like, you know, other countries don't even need to fight us. We're all fighting each other. You know how crazy that is? Like, we need to figure, it isn't just, this is this this extends far beyond a wrestling issue. It's just one of those things where, like, we see it so often in the wrestling space because the wrestling community is constantly divided, depending on what, what you're a fan of or whatever. So it's like, I don't know. I feel that, I feel, I completely agree with you. I feel the same exact way. Um I hope that we can take this strategy tragedy of uh, of Jay Briscoe. We're all we're all together. We all feel like we're on the same page. Like, let's just keep moving forward positively. You know, WrestleMania is around the corner. I listen. I think WWE sucks. I made that really clear. But hell, I'm here for WrestleMania season. Let's go. Let's have a fun Royal Rumble. Let's have a fun WrestleMania. Fun road to WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not going to sit here and talk trash about the WWE. I never really do. I just don't really like to watch it anymore. But like right now I'm with y'all. Let's do this. You know? So, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm interested to see what Mark does going forward. But once again, I, I, I respect any decision he's got, whether it's wrestling full time again, whether it's taking time off, whether it's never wrestling again. Uh, we got a, a beautiful tribute to his brother, Jay last night. And I, uh, yeah, I'm very happy that we we got to see that on AEW television. That was that was that was huge. Let me catch up on super chats. Uh, Kate says thoughts on Memorial Tag Tournament. Also, when we're meeting up before Tyrus's comedy show, you both rule. Uh, we we talked about, but the Memorial Tag Tournament I think would be a great idea. Yeah. That's something they want to do. And as far as Tyrus's comedy show, I will not be at NWA. Enough said. So I won't be going to Tyrus's comedy show. Uh, Mike from Indeed, it says, good morning to both of you. Jay Briscoe forever. Hey, Indeed is going to be on Fightful Overbooked starting next week with with Mike and Righteous Reg talking the world of independent wrestling. That'll be uh, Thursday, a week from today, uh, on Fightful Overbooked. So everyone can go over there and check out the the new show that we got going on over there. Um, nice. Yeah. All right, let's... Uh, Let's uh, go to my AEW spotlight, and that is the AEW Women's Division. So last night we had... Tony Storm against Ruby Soho. Britt Baker was originally in the match. She got pulled due to injury. and then, But she still came out in the middle of the match uh, as the great musical distraction uh, gimmick that, that wrestling companies seem to love. And then it led to Ruby picking up the victory. So the seeds were kind of planted for all of this homegrown versus outsiders thing. Really, when Soraya cut her first promo and told Britt Baker, you ain't accomplished shit. Like you haven't been to the Tokyo Dome, uh, you haven't been to Madison Square Garden, and all of these things, and it's kind of was like, yeah, you haven't really done anything in this business, despite being AEW World Champion and headlining AEW shows and things like that. Uh, that doesn't matter. And then Soraya, the, the the heelish elements were there. We talked about how there was sort of a disconnect with that promo, and then so they decided to really lean into it uh, these past couple of weeks with Tony and Tony and. Uh, Soraya kind of talking bad about the originals, Akira uh, the you know, being like, what the fuck is wrong with you women? Um, and then last week we had the the turn more essentially where Soraya and Tony attacked Willow. Ruby made the save. They're setting up, they, they've basically set up homegrown 
versus invaders potentially blood and guts potentially what are your thoughts on where they're headed with all of this jensen man i'm loving this ecw originals versus new blood storyline um i uh yeah i mean i'm like i'm i'm fine with I, I like the idea of this going to blood and guts like i think that they should do that um yeah, I don't know. When does I mean, I, when does when does Britt Baker just toss Soraya into a dumpster? When does that happen? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. Is like where where does all of it? Where's the kind of all this leading to? Like, I, like I guess I, here's the thing. Let's get to blood and guts first because I think that that is going to be that'll be really good. Um, I like all the women involved in this. Um, and we've seen this the idea of this um, story kind of brewing for a while. Um. I don't know if we even talked about the Ruby Riot, like the death match that, that she had recently that everyone online was was going nuts over or, or very polarized over. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know. What you, I, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on it, to be completely honest. Like it's really it's just yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a storyline that I feel like we all saw coming for a while and. Like, okay, well, yeah. let, let me ask you uh, this then. So Soraya comes in, and we we talked about her potential impact in there, and she came in there like ready to let's lead an AEW women's revolution, sort of like how she did with with WWE, and she wanted to change the game and stuff. But that wasn't really where AEW was at. It was never. It was a little bit like lack of TV time for for the women, especially compared to the men. But like they got time to do matches and everything. They'd headlined uh, television events and everything. They they were getting women on television. They weren't doing three minute matches like the divas were at that time. Then Saraya came in there. Like her first promo again was very polarizing. Uh, it didn't seem to really fit everything. Like how do you think they did with with pivoting? With, with all of that instead because this should have been a big comeback for Saraya. she's cleared she's wrestling here we go and then it it wasn't like people kind of turned against her immediately with that promo and now we're siding with brit how do you think ruby fits in because ruby is sort of an outsider on this it's not like she's AEW homegrown uh i guess you know she's gotten good opportunities in AEW, but people still know her as ruby riot and everything mm-hmm. and who do you see on which team here because they have the women, but who's going to be on team outsiders? Who's going to be on team homegrown? So to answer your first question, I it was interesting to see kind of the way that Soraya, I think it was smart how they pivoted with her, for, first of all, because if they wouldn't have, she was going to start getting booed anyways. Um, and that's not even really her fault. It's just, there's certain things, I, don't, I can't even put my finger on it, honestly. There's certain things in wrestling where like, you just kind of, see it and feel it as it's happening and there was something just off about these promos Soraya was cutting because it did make it feel it was similar to when when CM Punk started talking about you know the dumb head the dumb fuck Adam Page or whatever he called him and was talking about how he hasn't accomplished anything in wrestling and he's sitting there as the former AEW world champion headlined a whole bunch of shows so on and so forth similar to what you're talking about um you know with uh with Soraya talking about, you know, Britt Baker and the, the women of AEW who, who obviously accomplished a lot within AEW. And it isn't a good look, unless you want to be a heel, it isn't a good look to come into AEW um, and, and relay to the fans that you feel like now you're somewhere that's below where you were previously. 
Like, because that's just not a good look for anybody. What, unless, once again, the idea is you want to get booed. Um, and that was kind of the vibe I got from Soraya almost from the beginning. Like, she came in real babyface type promo and everything. But um, as far as like how th- how like the teams are gonna side, I I think Ruby's gonna wind up with the um, like the, the outsiders, like the WWE crew. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Eventually, because I I don't know. Like I think because she came out, and she saved uh tony last week right or this she said willow she said Willow. sorry sorry save willow that's right um because you'll have like willow is obviously gonna be an AEW original um tony's an AEW. why should we know tony's gonna be see that that, that's what makes it confusing is like i think tony storm original or sorry not original tony storm uh ada jesus tony storm wwe i'm just gonna call it wwe or aw tony storm wwe um ruby soho wwe uh, Britt Baker, AEW, Jamie Hayter, AEW, um, Willow, AEW, um, Sheeta. See, that's the thing. Sheeta would make more sense on the heel team, on like the WWE team, but it wouldn't make any sense for her to actually be on that team. Uh, Sheeta's got to be AEW. Right, right. right. I'm, just, I'm just saying, but I'm just saying that, that that's what's confusing, but also interesting to me about this story is the lines and the sides I don't think have been... Um, have been you know really carved yet there is still some guessing going on so like mike from indeed in the chat um he says brit jamie willow sheeta and statlander as the ogs yeah i mean that's and well statlander is there any word on when she should be back is that out no, there? there hasn't been like a an official update on her but it seems like she's relatively close okay and and i mean i'm a huge statlander fan um you know, I was a longtime supporter of her, of her on the indies, uh, especially through companies like Beyond, you know, pre AEW. And if she can, I know she's had a string of injuries, but if she can stay healthy, she's she can be so big for that company. Um, and you could tell that that they have big. Like, I, I think there's a good chance she might have already beaten um, Jade Cargo for the TBS title at this point if she was healthy. Like, I feel like she was going to be the person to do that. Um, just my just this gut feeling Um, the outsiders, uh, Soraya, Tony storm, Ruby, right. Or Ruby. So uh, Athena. And then if Mercedes comes in, I think that's a big if too. I think she, I think Mercedes eventually will do something on AEW, but I don't know if she'll be like a regular there. Maybe it'll be some, a couple big things or one big appearance or something. I don't know, but I think that makes sense. I'd say, yeah, Brit, Brit, Jamie, Willow and Sheeta and Satlander. And then Soraya, if Satlander's back and then uh, Soraya, Tony, Ruby, Athena, and then Mercedes, if she comes in, I, yeah. And then you could always, if you need someone else from the Outsiders team, like if you can't get Mercedes or something, there's plenty of former WWE women's talent that you could, you know, you could sign short term or whatever to to get to a war game or to get to a blood and guts match. I'm interested to see how Thunder Rosa fits in on this because you know before everything that happened, this was August that everything happened with her. Before all that, like she was, she was the women's division. She was the champion. Right. And she was the one of the top stars alongside Brit. Like she helped cultivate what the women's division is uh and what it what it eventually became in AEW. Uh I'm interested to see if she's back where she fits in. Um, because it seems like easily she's part of the homegrown talent. Easily. But because her, her issues with Brit that seem to be on screen and maybe a little bit even off screen as well. Like, does she feel more she's like an outsider with everything? And does she feel like, hey, 
you know, I'm not being treated like I don't get the flowers that Britt Baker gets. Everybody remembers Britt with her bloody nose and everything. Like nobody remembers me from that match. Nobody remembers that I beat Britt to, to end that reign in the cage match and everything. Like doesn't seem like she 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 has a case for disrespect on this and she could be part of the outsiders group even if she is like 100 like uh, more looked at as a homegrown person yeah no i'm with you i mean it would it would make a lot more sense on paper if she was with the um with the homegrown you know she had you know she had a long career pre-aw but but she was she was never in wwe and that's to me that's what the line is for the story is like right not just that you you had a career outside of it. I mean, all of these people had some sort of career outside of AEW, but um, yeah, I just I I feel like if if Thunder Rosa comes back in, she's got to be seen as an original. The only thing that the the only loophole they could kind of use is like when she started in AEW, she was still with the National Wrestling Alliance, and they could maybe be like she was always an outsider kind of thing. But like I, even then, that feels like a stretch. Um, but like, but based on the actual um, people involved, it would make sense for her to to want to go um, want a team with the WWE side because she has enemies on the original side. But I feel like you got to if she's going to be involved in this, I feel like she's got to be on the original side, Thunder Rosa. I I think she's more going to be leaning towards the outsider side just because for the reasons that I mentioned. And yeah. look, I don't I don't suspect they're getting mercedes by the way i i just I, i'm kind of my expectations are very much lowered on that i definitely don't think they're that, that that's gonna happen uh kai good shot with riho i i always need more riho yeah. on my television she fucking rules and i need her to have a consistent presence on the show you know all those fucking rules that we haven't seen in a while and i don't know what her injury status is but i miss layla hirsch like I love, she's been I love out for her. a very long time she yeah. has she has but she's another one that like if she can stay um kind of injury free when she gets back like they have a lot of uh a lot of kind of under the radar in the grand scheme of things like women that are ready to break out but they've been getting injured like statlander and and uh and um leela hirsch i think are, are two you know potential long-term stars for them you just gotta you know and that's something you know once again it's just it just it, it's professional wrestling this kind of stuff's gonna happen i mean we're gonna talk about Cody Rhodes here in a second. The dude had a, you know, he was out for what almost almost a whole year. I mean, not a whole, but pretty pretty damn close. At least like eight nine months or whatever. By the time this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And he comes back and like, you know, like, so there, there's stuff, stuff happens. Um, but I really, uh, I don't know. You've, you've made me more interested in all of this by, by talking about it and really like dissecting hey, it. Right there. Well, because like as I'm watching it on TV, I'm kind of honestly, I'm just kind of like, okay, like let's get let's pick sides here and let's go. You know what I mean? Because like I, I, I like everyone involved in this. I just kind of want to know a little bit more about where it's going. But I, I really, I really like um, the answer. Kind of one of your original questions. I think it was very, very smart for them to turn Soraya like immediately. Um, I don't think it, you know, and they also kind of got to learn from when they had Cody, like when they wouldn't turn him heel. I think that was a big problem, you know, and it's like sometimes when you, you, you know, when it's the right idea a lot of times just to make these kind of changes and they didn't quick with Saray. I think that was smart. So let's uh, go to our WWE spotlight. Jensen you want to be a professional wrestler or do you want to be a WWE superstar? You know, WWE superstar sounds a whole lot better to me than being a professional wrestler. The Royal Rumble is on Saturday. Everyone seems to enjoy the Royal Rumble. And you know who enjoys the Royal Rumble, Steven Jensen? Our pals over at Wrestle Rumble. They'll be celebrating their 10-year anniversary of doing this shit uh, for the, the Royal Rumble Pick'em. We had Matt on the show last year to talk about the history of Wrestle Rumble and everything like that. If you are watching on YouTube, you can check the description of this video and the link to our interview with Matt. If you want to learn more about Wrestle Rumble is uh, below and uh, Wrestle Rumble is the sponsor of the show today. And I'm going to let Steven Jensen tell you more about that. Well, there you go. We have the Royal Rumble Pick'em contest. As Jeremy said, this is the 10th year that they've done this at Wrestle Rumble. They went all out for the Pick'em contest and they have some belt giveaways also going on huge stuff this weekend over there at WrestleRumble.com. Um, the wrestle, if you haven't ever played wrestle rumble before, the way the pick them contests work, it's very simple. Um, it's funny. I'm seeing like half our faces like converge yeah. to make one face. <laughs> um, but, uh, so the way that this works is pretty straightforward. Um, you're going to fill out essentially a, uh, a questionnaire. It's going to have a bunch of multiple choice answers and you're going to have, uh, things, you know, winners and losers of matches. Uh, a lot of the time there will be something about like the lengths of the matches, like guessing the times of how long they'll go um, miscellaneous questions, sometimes about tables being broken or, or run-ins or those kind of things. And the Royal rumble, I'm sure we'll have questions about entry numbers and stuff like that. Like who's going to win from what number and those kind of things. So a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It makes, um, especially if you're like me, I really only watch the WWE premium live events at this point. I very rarely ever tune in for raw or SmackDown. Um, but 
I stay heavily invested in what's going on because I want to win money on Wrestle Rumble. And I've won one contest ever. I've played every single month that they've done this for probably like five years now. And I won one time. It was the NXT TakeOver um, New Orleans contest when uh, the main event was Champa and Gargano. Same show that had the ladder match the for the North American Championship, the multi-man ladder match. Um, I won that thing. They sent me a replica NXT Championship belt. It showed up within like three days of me winning. So like the prizes are real. <clears throat> the, the money is real. The people are great over there. Shout out to Matt once again from Wrestle Rumble. He's the man. Longtime friend of both of ours. So it was really cool to get him as a part of the show today. And the winner for the Royal Rumble Pick'em Contest is going to literally get $1,000 sent to them. Um, no joke. $1,000 cash. Boom. For being a fan of professional wrestling. Um, do you have the graphics for the other, for the belt giveaways? Awesome. Bam. So Jeremy's on top of it. So, um, for $1 and $1 entry, and you can put as many entries as you want. I, I, I don't know what the limit is for how much money you can put in for entries, but let's just say you put in $1, you got a shot at any of these three, you put in $3, you might win all three, who knows, but they're giving away title belts. Uh, the straight rumbling contest is going to be giving away a Macho Man Legacy belt, a WCW United States Championship belt, and a Brock Lesnar Signature Series belt. These are all the full-size, real-deal title belts. These things cost like $400 or whatever. They're, they are not cheap. Um, they are th- These are, these are as, as legit as it gets without being like the actual world champion of one of these companies. Um, and the Signature belts are badass, the, the, the Macho Man and the, and the Brock, and then, of course, the classic WCW United States Championship. Um, so once again, $1 entry gets you possible title belt there and you put in three bucks, you might win all three. Um, and then the next one, please, Jeremy. Boom. And then the other contest they still have open. There's, there's one that's already closed that already, it went so fast that, you know, so you got to get on these quick. There's a lot of people, um, uh, there, this one's still open as well. We have the mini mayhem, um, we have the mini mayhem, uh, belt giveaway and that is going to be giving away, uh like groups of mini title belts so someone's gonna win a win uh, a mini winged eagle collection uh someone's gonna win a smoking skull brahma bowl belt and a ed spinner title belt and then someone else is gonna win an nwo style with like the spray paint an old school intercontinental and a million dollar title all those are like the mini versions which are badass because like they look like the real ones but they're like a fraction of the size and you might be thinking well, that's kind of lame. Like I want a real one. These are actually awesome for like displays, especially if you have like an office or something. Um, or, you know, you don't have a whole lot of room for like the, the full size belts are huge. They're, they're incredible, but they take up a lot of space. These you can put, you know, they look great in a, in a display for like an office or like a, a, like a fig setup or something like that. So, um, so yeah, get in on that. This, this one's only $1 also. So $3, you might win all these titles. Um, get over there at WrestleRumble.com. And me and Jeremy are going to give away three free entries today for the Wrestle Rumble Royal Rumble Pick'em Contest. Uh, it's going to work really simple. At the end of the show, or at, before I go into clock in for work, right around 11, probably around 10.55 Eastern time. So in about um, 40 minutes, uh, we're going to do something where uh, we're, we're going to have you all type something in the chat and we're going to pick three people and you're going to get uh a free entry for the Royal Rumble Pick'em Contest, courtesy of WrestleRumble.com, with a chance to win $1,000. So thank you once again to WrestleRumble and Matt and all of our friends over there for helping sponsor the show today. We really appreciate you. 
Guys, uh, leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. That's all you got to do. Just put Wrestle Rumble in the chat. And then, as Jensen said, uh, right before our interview, I will put them all in a randomizer. Uh, and then it'll pick three names. And those three names will be entered into the contest. It is that simple. Just yeah. put Wrestle Rumble in the chat and you will be entered into the random drawing to be entered into the random drawing. It's like Tony Khan with his announcements about an announcement about an announcement. We're basically giving you a free $10. Uh, we're, we're giving you, Wrestle Rumble is going to send you a link to the to the contest. There's nothing you actually have to do. No money exchange, no credit card information, nothing. We're, we're, we send you a link, you get to fill it out for free. Uh, but it's, it's valued at $10 per entry. So basically, we're going to give someone 10 free dollars to try to win a thousand. Um, and we're going to have three times tonight. So, um, as you can see, like Merkel, a maniac in the chat, he already typed wrestle rumble. He'll be on the list at the end of the show. We're going to pick off that list three names. So simple. Let's get into the, the Royal rumble. Uh, we know Cody Rhodes is winning the men's Royal rumble. We don't really need to talk much about that. Uh, Jensen, who is winning the women's Royal rumble? Who is your pick here? Cause I gotta say, I ain't too excited for this thing. They ain't, they ain't sold me on this women's Royal Rumble. We got seven women in this match. It's, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. nothing, nothing but surprises, I guess. And we we had a super chat earlier. Cody Willis says, "Do any Impact knockouts enter the Royal Rumble besides Mickey?" I don't know if Mickey's gonna be there. Uh, I could certainly see it. Maybe Taya, Frankie Monet. Maybe she shows up. Uh, I could I could see that one as well. They got seven women announced. It's gonna be nothing but surprises. Yes. Um, really quickly, I'm. You know, I'm. You're gonna see me wearing the same uh, hoodie in the uh, in the interview because you know it's Cody Rhodes week, baby. I'm wearing this. I'm wearing that. This hoodie's not coming off all week. Let's go. I'm, I'm going to meet Joey Chestnut on Saturday in this hoodie. Um, I've also got the return figure, the first Cody Rhodes return uh, since he's been back. WWE action figure right here just came another day, right in time for the Rumble. His elite figure just came at ringside also, so I'll be I pre-ordered that. That'll be coming in soon. Already pre-ordered his ultimate figure as well that's coming out later this year. So all the Cody Rhodes merch is starting to roll out right around WrestleMania. And obviously he is my pick to win the 2023 men's Royal Rumble. Um for the women. Honestly, and this audit this has a lot to do with the fact that I just I just don't watch it often enough. And 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 to answer the question, I don't want to forget about this. Um, Mickey James, I could definitely see as a possibility again. Um, I think it'd be really funny if, because like if they, I'd, I'd imagine they'd announce her as the Knockouts Women Champion or the, the the Impact Knockouts Champion again, like they did last year. And most of the WWE audience is just going to think she never lost the title for the last year because like she was the champion last year this time, she's the champion again. But they're not going to know about like the Jordan Grace run or anything probably in between. Um, but. Uh, which is a shame, by the way, because Jordan Grace is is world class, one of the best wrestlers living today. Um, I would love to see Jordan in the Rumble, but I don't think that it'll happen. I'd love to see Marshall Slamovich in the Rumble. Don't think it'll happen, but I do. I do think there's a good chance we see uh, we see uh, Mickey again. I think that's a very good possibility. Just gut gut feeling, reckless speculation. No no reporting or anything. Just a complete guess. Um, when it comes to the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble. My default, honestly, is just kind of like I looked at the the list of who's been announced so far, and I look at the champions, and we have Bianca Belair, who I think has done a fantastic job as the as the Raw Women's Champion. We have uh, Charlotte Flair, who, in my opinion, and this is going to be controversial to say, is potentially the be- in my opinion the greatest female WWE wrestler of all time. Like I think, like for what for WWE specifically. 
it's hard for me to top Charlotte as far as like the accomplishments, the end ring, the, the lineage, all the kind of everything that makes Charlotte the queen of the WWE. Um, there's obviously cases you can make for people like Trish Stratus and Lita and stuff as well. Like I, I know there's, there's, there's cases you can make for sure for others. But um, my point is you have two great champions in my opinion right now in Charlotte and Bianca. Um, I don't know what Ronda's doing. I I thought that they were going to go towards her and Becky is what I is what I felt like, but maybe like all this all the steam is out of that at this point. Like people don't care. My thing is it's just kind of glaring to me. Becky's not a champion, but she's active, she's healthy, and she's wrestling. So it just that's just kind of my default is like I just think Becky's going to win the Royal Rumble just because she's a huge star for them and she's going to need something big going into WrestleMania. I'd imagine she'll go towards the world title. Um, if they could, I, I'm not advocating for this, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the titles wound up on Ronda again before WrestleMania. And that's how they got to Ronda and Becky and it was for the title. I'm not saying they should do that. I'm just saying like, I felt like they were going to go with Ronda and Becky, but now I'm also like, Becky should probably that's just win the Royal Rumble. That's so cold at this point. Like it's, it's very good. I yeah. feel like if they were going to set that up, they probably already should have tried that. That's so cool. Well, they should have done it like two WrestleManias ago. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think Ronda will probably find the way in the rumble against seven women have been announced. Becky hasn't even been like announced for this thing. So yeah, I imagine she's in it. She's a good choice. Rhea is who it seems like that's who they push the most. So it seems like she will be the winner. Uh, Rhea is, is my pick. Um, Becky is a good choice. My outside the box, I don't know, outside the box. My, my pick that'll piss everybody off is Charlotte Flair wins the Rumble, goes on to face Bianca at WrestleMania, beats Bianca at WrestleMania. Two, two title Charlotte, little Roman Reigns of the women's division. Uh, I think that's what could very much happen if Triple H decides he just wants to burn everything down, which would be hilarious. Go for it. I, I think yeah it popped me It'd be funny for me um, listen i like bianca a lot but i also like the idea of them doing that with charlotte to no, be honest so. i i actually can't stand that idea it'd be very stupid i i would just as someone who doesn't get invested in this stuff and just wants to see like hilarious things happen, uh charlotte two belts is is a good way to go for me so i mean i i don't care that much well what's Hashtag saying, down. right We're, yeah once mm-hmm. i i tune in for this product like 12 times a year. So it's like, <laughs> I, like I, but, but I mean, especially if things go the way that I hope they go. And we also get Cody two belts by the end of WrestleMania. If that's what the current landscape of the WWE looks like is Charlotte with, with both women's belts and Cody with both the men's belts. Who has, who has two thumbs and going to start watching WWE more often again. <laughs> Charlotte and Cody taking the, the Charlotte and Moxley or uh, Cody and Moxley. Sorry. Cody and Moxley backstage photo. They got all four of their titles after <laughs> WrestleMania, just flipping off the camera. Mm-hmm. Like right here, we're WWE oh, yeah. holding all the gold right here, baby. Um, I Rhea, Rhea is my pick. Becky's a good shout. Charlotte, if you want to watch the world burn, I think Naomi returns. I think, um, I think we get Asuka different. We kind of get Kana kind of coming in, and, and she she kind of makes a, a big run in the in the rubble with a bunch of eliminations and stuff too. I will probably get a lot of NXT women. I expect a lot of NXT women uh, in 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 this rumble okay. because they haven't announced anybody else. Riddle riddle me this one, Jeremy. Do you think it would be a good idea, a bad idea? Because I have my own opinion. I'll give you my my thoughts in a second. Brandy Rhodes. Women's Royal Rumble. Like winning it? No, just being in it. 
Oh, sure, that's a fine idea. I don't I don't see the issue with that. Why would that be bad? I have concerns. Because Why? I the, the I I don't want anything to happen to potential for them to potentially get cold feet on Cody. And I when she returned to AEW, that was that hurt him straight up. Like when she came back and she was like like squared up with Malachi Black and stuff and got booed out of the building. The last things AEW fans said to her was like "fuck you, Brandy" or whatever it was. It was bad. Well, and, they like, don't understand great television. Okay. Hold on, wait, great. Are we calling Brandy Rose great television? I'm just wondering. Yeah. I just oh, okay. Brandy Rose fucking rules. Okay, see, we this ain't open mic night, bitch. <laughs> we actually disagree about that. So I. I, I love I love Brandy Rhodes as a human being. I was never a big fan of her on the on the show. Um, but I, I I could listen. I think it'd be a cool moment for her to show up at the Royal Rumble because I think like that it'd be just really interesting to see how the fans reacted and just to see how she reacts. Um, and just I think the the internet would go nuts over it. Um, but. I like, I really wouldn't pair Cody with Brandy again. Like maybe if it's a one-off thing where it's just Brandy at the rumble, but do you really, but do you really think, do you really think she would just come in just one time and like Cody wouldn't want to run more than that? I don't know. I don't know. I just, it concerns me. I do think she would just come in and do a rumble spot and that'd be it. I I legitimately think she would do that. So I, I Kai said when she returns in the men's and helps Cody win, that's a bad idea. That'll that'll get Cody booed. Like we got it. We the last thing we need is Cody getting booed. Like we don't want to give them any reason to pivot from Cody to somebody else for WrestleMania. Like, and that's that that's what I'm. Brandy comes and helps. Brandy comes and helps Cody at WrestleMania against Roman. Takes out Solo. Takes out the Usos. Just Brandy takes them all out. And then Brandy and Cody standing tall to close WrestleMania. The big hug, the big kiss. They can redo their wedding. They can redo their wedding on an episode of Raw to pop the ratings. Listen, I, I want to make it clear. I love, I love Brandy as a human being. Um, obviously, Cody's. I'm, I'm a massive supporter. Um, I just, I just, I don't think it would be smart to have Brandy and Cody reunite on WWE TV until at least after he wins the title. But I think that. Uh, I think it'd be a moment for sure if Cody, if uh, Brandy, you know, entered the Royal Rumble. Um, but so I, I, I look at it this way: what, what would you, what would you put the percentage at? Like, what percentage do you think it is that that Brandy will enter the Women's Royal Rumble? I actually think it's kind of high, and I do so think do I. if she enters, it's going to be a one-off. I don't think they have any plans of, and I don't know if she has any plans of being like full-time performer and certainly not being paired with cody in any type of way i think it'll be a one-off uh if she does i want it like 60 percent. i think she, i think she'll be in the rumble as just a, a little appearance and but that's it i think is rumble appearance and then she's back to be being a mom and probably doing some like behind the scenes stuff with like culture city and, and everything yeah. she does there but it should uh lead to brandy and cody on television just we should do we should do the stephanie and the mcmahon helmsley era all over again with cody rhodes it'd be great jensen everyone See, loves listen, that listen all of these ideas actually aren't bad ideas if you're okay with him being a healer getting booed that that's that's the but that's once again that's the that's the concern especially when you got guys like Sami Zayn, who the fans are getting really really behind and everyone now is like pivot sammy should be the one to beat roman let's go with sammy let's go with sammy and i'm like do not give the wwe any reason 
to go with Sammy now. Listen, I love Sammy Zayn, but, but, but if Cody comes back good. after this injury with this buildup and they give them any reason, he starts getting booed for any reason. They start chanting like Sammy Zayn during Cody Rhodes matches or something. Like that's a that's a big problem for me. Okay, so like. I think I think adding Brandy to that is just like fire on the flames. Unless once again, unless you're okay with him getting booed and you've changed plans. But like, I, I, but here's the thing: what you just said, I'm totally fine with that scenario. If Brandy comes in, does the Royal Rumble, it's a one-off type thing, and then it's just back to you know, you know, Cody doing his thing as a singles guy. And then listen, if they want to bring Brandy in later, I'm more than fine with that. I just we I got to get to Cody as the world champion, and then do whatever you want. But like. Just don't, just don't give us, just do not screw this up. Please do not screw this up. You don't ruin this for me. Sammy should win, actually. Uh, he was so good at this. This is my WWE spotlight. He was so good at the the trial he on was. Monday. What a, what a fantastic segment that was. I know people, some people got a little mad that it went long. I, I didn't mind that it went long. It sucked that the women, uh, the cage match got cut and got turned into an angle. That's a whole different story that uh, shouldn't have happened. They, they should have figured something else out. I understand they have TV breaks and ads and everything they got a place. And it seemed like, okay, well, this is the only thing we can kind of do. And it's better than doing a two minute match and then doing the angle. I do think that I do think it's much better to do, just go straight to the angle instead of, Hey, Bailey loses in two minutes and then do the angle. Just cut that part out. Uh, but it was still bullshit. They should have, they, if they could, they should have figured out a way to to rearrange it to cut Brock and or not Brock. Uh, I mean, cut Theory and Lashley down. The, nobody needed to see that for ten minutes just to get to that finish. Cut sure. the the old the old guys out of there for a little bit too. Regardless, hopefully they they do a make good on that. Uh, as far as the trial of Sami Zayn, though, everyone was so great in this. Paul Heyman, we we praised him last week. He was so good. He actually like got legit mic time not just his background stuff was great here but like just remembering how good paul Heyman is on the mic roman solo the uso man when jay got up to 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 save sammy oh when he hugged when he said i love you oh man just great professional wrestling right here great sports entertainment right here loved it yeah yeah i completely agree i was solo went up to hit him with that umaga uh samoan spike and uh and then jay got in there and hooked his arm so he couldn't hit him with it i was like it's so it's so fascinating and by the way i know i just said you know i watched WWE like just for the premium live events i did watch raw all the way through for the first time since the raw after wrestlemania um for raw 30 um so i do have knowledge about the show from this past week from start to finish the um it, the obviously the most interesting or intriguing part of this story, at least to me, is is Jey Uso because he was the one who wanted nothing to do with this guy. He was the one keeping him out. He was the one who was always suspicious. He was the one who literally overheard Sami Zayn like talking with Kevin Owens and stuff. Like he like he like he's known something's up this whole time, but now he's the one saving Sami Zayn's ass and. And also it's interesting because now Heyman has just come out and just admitted he doesn't like Sami Zayn, doesn't want yeah. him as a part of this, like never trusted him. So like now you have this dynamic of like Heyman has made it clear he wants him out. Jay's saving his ass. 
Jimmy is just kind of on whatever side. Um, Jimmy's just always he's always been cool with Sammy. So Jimmy's just kind of like neutral, it feels like, but 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 wants well for Sammy. Solo is just ready to snap. He's just like, give me the word, I'm ready to kill this dude. You know what I mean? So like solo is just ready to snap. But he but even his his progression's been interesting because I feel like he went from liking Sammy to to knowing something that that the others don't know or being told by Roman like behind the scenes like we're gonna we're gonna get this guy I'm just waiting on the moment just when I give you the word like you know what to do um so this is kind of how it all feels to me um I it you know it's one of those things where like do does Sammy eventually, is he the one who actually does outsmart the bloodline? And like, he's the one who gets like, gets the bit first big shot on on Roman, you know, to like, to start this or, or is Jay going to be the one to really break his heart now? Like we, we just convinced us all that like Jay is the only one on his side and he's going to be the one. Cause that's what I thought was going to happen at the trial was solo had his thumb up. Jay stops him. And then I thought Jay was going to be like, Oh no, man, I've been waiting way too long. Like I got first on this and like, I thought he was going to super kick Sammy, you know, but no, he, he, he saved him. Um, and listen, if I wasn't the biggest Cody Rhodes fan in the world, I'd be with y'all. Sammy Zayn, like they've done a fantastic job with this dude. I'm not going to sit here and I'm no, no cap as the kids would say, right? Like I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Sammy Zayn shouldn't get a massive push. I'm not going to sit here and say they like it. It would make sense for Sami Zayn to be the guy to beat Roman Reigns based on the story. It, it just can't happen because Cody exists, and this is how it has to be Cody. But like, but but dude, Sami Zayn coming out of this feud, if he comes out of this, him and Kevin Owens winning the World Tag Team Titles at WrestleMania, you can always circle back to more stuff with him and Bloodline members, him and Roman Reigns. And listen, Cody's going to need challengers. Listen, I mean, I'm just saying Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn for the world title is going to be fire. You know, so like there's there's a lot of good possibilities. But like the, this this Sami, they, this Sami Zayn and Bloodline feud has been absolutely fantastic. Um, and I am very, very interested to see because WrestleMania is soon. Royal Rumble is obviously this weekend. They don't have a whole lot of time to like make this turn happen and get us to WrestleMania. So I feel like something's going to be happening. Something big is going to happen really soon, it feels like. Look, uh, Sammy's got his his final test. On, oh, that's right. That's uh, on right. Saturday, and you got to think he's getting involved with uh, with Roman and, and KO during their match. It, it, somehow that that that's the that's the the easy easy theory there that he's going to be involved in that. If Sammy's in the Rumble, it, you know, does it does it become a thing of like he needs to be eliminated by Solo? Like it, it comes down to hey, Sammy, like go out solo's winning this thing and then sammy's like nope not doing that and so sammy takes out solo and so that's how kind of the turn happens type of thing uh i gotta say jensen i love your love and admiration for cody rhodes sammy sammy's the guy it's 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 not it's not sammy's fault that cody tore his titty and just got put on the shelf since last year and then sammy rose to prominence there it's unfortunate for Cody, but you know, don't don't get injured. Turn the injury sliders down. Work harder to stay in better shape to not injure yourself so you can stay on television. Because when you're off television, you lose your spot to a guy like Sami Zayn and his beautiful beard and his his beautiful face and his beautiful voice. And now Cody's just gotta he's gotta wait his turn. 
He's got that's just how it works, Jensen. He's got to wait his turn. Yeah. Remember what happened the first time Sami Zayn showed up on Raw ever? Yeah, he hurt he himself injured. too. Yeah. And he had yeah. he got put on the back burner and he and he had to wait Listen, his turn. I'm just going, like I'm Cody going, needs I'm to going, do. I'm going, so thank I'm you going, for bringing I'm, that up. I'm, I'm actually going somewhere with that. Remember what happened when uh, Finn Balor showed up and uh, won the Universal title? Got injured, had to wait his turn. Still hasn't recovered. Listen, I'm concerned about Cody. I, that's what I'm getting at here. Is like I like I'm agreeing with you, but I'm. Are saying, you saying I'm, Cody can't overcome this? Are you doubting no. that Cody, if he doesn't win it at WrestleMania, it's just never going to happen because he's not good enough to overcome it? Are you doubting Cody Rhodes? I have no doubt in my mind about the roller coaster at all, at all. I love Cody Rhodes. I have all the faith in the world in Cody Rhodes. I don't have faith in Vincent Kennedy McMahon and whatever's going him. on in the WWE. It's, it's, not him. Yeah, it's, yeah, not him. it's not him. It's not him. Okay. It's Triple H. Yeah. It's a, yeah, to a degree it is. Hey, listen, if Vince's back, Vince is back. I don't care what other people are saying. Vince is back, Vince is back. If he, if he, if he, at any moment, that dude could walk right into the creative room and be like, you got to listen to me whether you like it or not. So I'm... I once again, I'm I have my concerns. I think they got to stick with Cody, but 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 listen, Sam, what they've done with Sami Zayn is fantastic. It, it's absolutely fantastic, and and to see where he was, what last year at WrestleMania was this was the Johnny Knoxville match, right? Yeah, Which was like, a, listen, people love the match. I'm not knocking the match. I'm just saying to go from like a Looney Tunes style like. Com- like not com- comedy-ish type we had a jackass match with johnny knoxville last year wrestlemania this year a year later we're talking about should this guy be the wwe champion and beat roman reigns yeah who who hasn't lost or been pinned in like three years or whatever that's how good a performer he is i'm 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 once again Jeremy, I'm, agree- I'm agreeing what i'm happened, agreeing with you what happened with cody rhodes he had to do looney tunes uh stuff with stardust he had to take his ball and go to aew for years to reinvent himself. Sami Zayn did that shit in less than a year while staying in WWE, re-signing with WWE. Cody went and cried in the minor leagues. Okay, Jeremy, I know you're trying to trigger me at this point. Um, <laughs> Tinfoil Tyrant in the chat says, I don't have faith in the Hyrule Husky no more. That's a deep cut. Hyrule Husky was, uh, that, was his old, that was his old personal Twitter account. Um, yeah, I, I, I have faith. I have faith. The, Cody, the American nightmare is getting this done. Um, but he's getting this done. Uh, once again, Saturday afternoon, I'm meeting Joey Chestnut, American hero, uh, Saturday night. I'll be witnessing, uh, Cody Rhodes win the 2023 men's Royal rumble. I I'm here for, listen, wrestling has more than one Royal family. Um, if, if WrestleMania ends with the Royal families of Cody Rhodes and Charlotte Flair, both holding all the titles, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. So, uh cody says tessa b charlotte final two triple h pumps his fist I, yeah, I don't see i don't see tessa being involved um yeah, that ain't happening no thank you for the super chat though yes appreciate it uh let's let's go to our to our other spot our product is what it is we're going straight up the middle uh we're we're going we're going straight to japan with our we're, we're entering asia du- double asia um uh uh other spotlights right i think we i think this was all we and we yeah. don't talk about japanese wrestling nearly enough here so this is yeah here we go there's what a we lot got? that happens in the world of wrestling but there were two things yeah. that, that really stood out this past week uh from from the world of, of japanese wrestling uh the first one was kazuchika okada and kate kayamaya 
uh, just beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> this ruled because Kaimaya kicks him in the face. Just like, love a good kick to the face. And this looked like a legit shoot kick to the face. And Okada just snaps on this man. And, and this this happened at the uh, Wrestle Kingdom Part 2 show. Uh, and he snaps on this man. And they start just fighting on the outside. Looked like they're throwing like live rounds on there and everything. It was like, these guys are professional. They It was very controlled. It was to set up a match. But man, it looked so good. And I love this fire from Okada because we don't see it that often. He's very, you know, he's the rainmaker. He's like, ah, nothing really bothers me. So it's great to see that in Kaimaya, who I'm not going to lie, I'm not super familiar with. I don't watch a lot of pro wrestling Noah, but I saw this angle. I was like, all right, I, I want this guy. Okay. So thank you, SP3. He's going to help me. Kia Mia. All right. Thank you, SP3. I, I need SP3 to translate everything for me. So Kia Mia uh, comes in there and he, he you know, he's going to face Okada now at, at Muda's retirement show. I'm looking forward to this match. I got to watch more Kia Mia. Uh, again, apologies for, for messing up the name, but I, I'm I'm interested. I'm here for it. Yeah, and and I don't once again I don't watch enough uh, consistently um, for like New Japan. But someone in the chat let me know SP3 if you know. Um, so Kiyomiya is he he vibes very much to me like he's trying to be like a new version of Okada in a lot of ways, like with his look. You know, I, I I just felt you know he wears like the kind of the rainmaker type gear, um, bleach blonde hair types. You know, and so. Is that kind of the story here? Is that Kiyomiya is kind of trying to like take over, like 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 beat the Raymaker and like become kind of the new guy there? Is is that because that's kind of what it felt like? But once again, I'm not I'm not sure. Um, that's just kind of how it felt. Uh, but but yeah, I, I saw the match and Okada he had like a headlock or something locked in, and Kiyomiya is behind him like kicking him, trying to break it up, and and Okada is just completely no selling it. And eventually Kiyomiya just just literally just kicks him in the forehead. And then what was cool too is after you know they go off at each other on the outside, backstage there's a clip of Okada like losing his mind, like yelling backstage as he's like rock, walking around. And I saw a lot of wrestling fans, especially fans that I know that follow Japanese wrestling closely, that I'm always seeing tweeting about it. They were like oh my god like like let's go like finally like this feel it, it feels like a new version like of like a breath of fresh air is being like breathed into okada it feels like and um and yeah so i i mean it, it definitely piqued my interest um and piqued the interest of uh of uh definitely wrestling twitter because i saw a ton of people talking about it um sp3 says kiyomiya has been called a younger okada for a while now okada pinned him last year at wrestle kingdom 16 in a tag match with tanahashi and muto um then okada acted like he didn't even know who the kid was lmao oh okay um that actually makes that's how long i've been watching wrestling i see a clip of these two guys and i'm like okay i wonder if this is like the backstory to what i'm seeing right now that sounds kind of like what it was i didn't know in detail but that's that that totally makes sense that this that that that's the story um and is kiyomiya someone sp3 that like you could see beating okada one-on-one like do you think they have like really big plans for that kid he I mean, he's the GCW, uh, or GCW, uh, GHC, uh, heavyweight champion. So he's obviously the like, he's a big deal. I knew they were on opposite teams at Wrestle Kingdom, the the Noah versus uh, New Japan show last year that that SP3 mentioned. I knew they were on opposite teams on that. I did not follow the you know Okada acting like he didn't know who he was and everything. But that, that appreciate you, SP3. Yeah, that's really good. The to extra. Know information there um and he says watch kimia against kino from the noah new year show that had nakamura 
and, and great Muda on it. So everyone should go watch that. We should go watch that. But it was, uh, yeah, the, the angle was fantastic. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to watching the match and I might have to check out more pro wrestling Noah if I ever have the time to watch more pro wrestling Noah. Uh, yeah. SP three says the, the result is probably 30 minute time limit draw. I kind of think similar of that. It, I don't think Okada's losing, but it also doesn't seem like it'd be great to have the, the GHG champion losing either. So a draw probably makes the most sense in, in this one. Because even when the angle was done, people were like, oh, I don't even know if like this match is going to happen. Like It just doesn't seem like a match that they're going to be able to book given the, the title stature of both men. And then they booked it. So uh, real quickly on the Super Chat, boo, boo the non-believer and the code man. Why are you booing Steven Jensen? He loves Cody Rhodes. No, no, no. I think they're talking, he's talking about people that are better. That uh, there's like non-believers in the chat, I think. Oh, what's his profile picture, by the way? Was that Jeff Jarrett with all the title belts on him? <laughs> it does look like it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's oh, it. Nice. <laughs> uh, speaking of the the Muda, the retirement show, he's going to face Tetsuya Naito uh, at, at his uh, retirement match. He, he picked Naito. This was at the end of Wrestle Kingdom. He picked to face Naito. And then as the great Muda, he had his final match teaming with uh, Sting and Darby Allin. Uh, to in, in the final match as Muda, where Hakushi took a bump that he took like 25 years ago when they wrestled. And for some reason, this man just decided to take this bump again. Bless him. Like the, the great Muda, the final match with Sting and Darby. The man's old. He doesn't move too well. But they they covered it up with some with some uh, silliness with the, you know, they had the, the stake that uh, he busted Hakushi open with and everything like that. They, they, they did some plunder and some brawling and stuff. Uh, Sting still moves well. Darby's Darby. Muda, bless him. It's it's probably good that he's getting out now because the man ain't got much in, in terms of knees. He can't do the moonsault or anything like that. But you know what? He's still out there to put on a show, and he still gets a reaction. And he ain't, he ain't the worst old performer that we've seen in the last year. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like Darby, obviously, he's like he was like the workhorse of that team. And he was out there like he did like a you know like a drop kick uh to the outside like onto a dude who was uh i can't remember who it was that was on the chair on the outside just took a just a flat back bump on the outside from the top um darby's a he's i i know he obviously gets a lot of exposure through AEW and he's he's become a pretty big name in wrestling but i still think he's under like undervalued for what what he brings to the table he's a really really great performer in my opinion um Sting, I marked out big time when Sting was no selling the chops at the, be- at the beginning of the match. Like he just just sat, just standing there, just complete no sell, just taking him to the chest. Um, so uh, so yeah, and then like the the way that they play off of each other, like after the match, they're doing like the uh, like the the press conference afterwards, the interviews, and Muda's in a wheelchair and shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> Muda's in a wheelchair and. And Sting and Muda are talking to each other, just kind of like old vets. And Sting's like, yeah, you know, I maybe it's probably, probably my last time in Japan also. And Muda's like, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, and like, they're kind of talking. And then Darby is just kind of like, all right, Grandpa, let's get out of here. Like wheel and like wheel and like wheels. Uh, <laughs> like, well, sorry, Muda calls Darby his young boy, which popped me big time. He's like, all right, young boy. Like Darby, like we start wheeling him off. And all I'm thinking in my mind is like, all right, Grandpa, let's get you to bed. You know what I mean? Like, and then Sting like walks the wrong way out of the shot. And I was like, this is these guys are great. Um, so uh, 
so yeah that, that was that was really cool uh, that they got to do that match and then um of course you know it's how if they're sticking to this in the actual true final match is going to be kenji muto versus um uh tetsuya naito then you know that's a great match for muto to go out on naito's awesome so yeah um it's it's great for naito because I mean, he, he had his Wrestle Kingdom moment and then Kenta came out and kicked the shit out of him. And then Naito lost the title to Evil, which no. he, like never really seemingly like he basically never recovered from that. Yeah, it's like and I know he still has had like big matches and everything, but man, it just hasn't felt the same with him. So I imagine Muta will, will do or Muto uh, will, will do business and put put Naito over. And his final match, that's typically how these things... He put Nakamura over, so like, why wouldn't he put Naito over? Uh, so I imagine that's how this will go. Uh, you know, It'll be good for Naito, and hopefully it leads to a, a strong 2023 for him because he's still one of the top guys in New Japan. It just it, He just seems lost in the shuffle a little bit. So this, this is a good yeah. spot for him to, to get this match. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Actually, Mike Jackson... Yeah, Mike Jackson's, Jackson's 74, I think, and he's still tight ro- tightrope walking. Yeah, he's on Impact Television and shit. Uh, guys, remember, leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat, and you can be entered into our, our free drawing to be entered into the big prize at the Wrestle Rumble, the Royal Rumble Pick'em uh, for, for this weekend. That's all you got to do. Just put Wrestle Rumble in the chat if you haven't already, and we're going to draw these names here in about five to ten minutes or so. Um all right, let's move to our indie spotlight. I'm going to give a big motherfucking shout out. Indie spotlight, Stephen Jensen uh, from GCW uh, this past weekend. It was GCW, don't talk to me. Gringo Loco against He Hill Del Vikingo uh, in the main event. We finally got Vikingo matches that were streaming after the initial kind of wave was not there. They, they couldn't stream due to, I guess, uh, uh, a deal with uh, with AAA. They didn't want the match streaming. Fortunately, it all got worked out. You can now stream Vikingo matches in the U.S. He faced Gringo Loco, and look, we all know Vikingo is great. You've seen all the gifts, all of his uh the, the stuff that that he does. He rules. He does some shit that honestly should not be humanly possible. He did some of that in this match too. The the jumping across the ring with the essentially an arm drag that he did, the handspring arm drag, which was absolutely insane. Um. And then all the all the I don't even know what to, to call some of his like twists and dives. He did like a top rope poison rana in this match as well. Just a, he does a lot of cool shit. Gringo Loco, very underrated, very underrated guy. He calls himself the base god, like very fitting because he he is a great base for anybody, especially these uh, these luchadors who want to want to do all this stuff. So yeah, I, I I think Gringo Loco is very underrated. And if you haven't seen this match with Vikingo uh go check it out because it's it's a great match and hopefully you learn more about gringo loco from it yeah for sure gringo loco is a guy who i first saw back in when i was going to glory pro shows when i drive from nashville to like the st louis area and so this was probably like 2017 2018 ish maybe and um the dude has improved so much over that time so many of those guys have and and girls and you know everyone that's been I've been following, you know, and, and to Gringo Loco really, uh, for like, he started getting kind of like a like a much bigger push and role in GCW around the time it was about, probably around a year or so ago. They did uh, what is I can't remember what they called the show. It was like GCW, the World on Lucha, or something like that. They had like a yeah. Gringo Loco presents 
type yeah. lucha show and um it might have even been over the collective weekend i can't remember but um but they really started pushing gringo loco during that time and like in the push has has sustained to where he's become like a regular there uh, his finishing move i think he calls it the base bomb it's like a spinning uh sit out power bomb off the top rope um always looks badass um and the guy can really go i mean he's he's creative he does great high flying stuff um i'm always seeing him in like uh like kylie ray like they'll train together and stuff and i'll see kylie ray always tweeting about like how awesome gringo loco is and like so um so yeah i mean the more eyes we can get on gringo loco the better and then vikingo obviously he's he's doing stuff like you said it's really rare in 2023 for someone to do anything that i've never seen before and that guy is consistently doing stuff i've never seen before um i mean that's that's a that's he, he's a generational type talent. You know, he's one of those guys that if he can stay healthy and just get in front of the, the right, get in the right companies in front of the uh, right amount of people, he's, you know, we've been looking for like a Rey Mysterio type kind of guy for a long time now that like really broke through through and like was really different. And, um, and Vikingo feels like he could be that guy um, in a lot of ways. So um, yeah, shout out to both of them. Uh, the, the, those guys, those guys both rule. Um, and yeah, watch more Gringo Loco. He's been around for a while, so like y'all, y'all can find his stuff all over the place and uh, kind of watch his his progression. He's he's become, he's become a real mainstay in GCW, especially when it comes to like lucha type stuff or um, really anything that involves like him and ASF um, and uh, or uh, a lot of the scramble matches and stuff like that. I mean, Gringo Loco has become a, an important piece of that puzzle, in my opinion. Uh, the the one spot that looked just brutal it always looks brutal but you know they got the chair sitting up on the outside and gringo loco sitting in it and then vikingo does the dive to the outside and gringo moves and looks like vikingo just eats shit on that on that move and uh that that looked like it sucked uh vikingo looks like the 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 press slam off the top like it was a super press that looked like it sucked too uh but (laughs) Yeah, it was a hell of a match. If if you haven't watched it, uh, go go check that out. It's on Fight Plus from from GCW. Don't talk to me. Speaking of cool chair spots, uh, your your Andy spotlight is Adam Priest against Anthony Henry from from Action and uh, Adam Priest regaining the Action Championship from Anthony Henry. I love a good just like chair throw, like old school Sabu chair throw. And there's a spot in this match where Priest just like throws the. Ch- chair across there so it's no rope it's a, it's a no it's a no rope match uh in the ring and he just throws the chair across the ring at henry and it just absolutely rules it's like henry henry's like trying to get in the ring it's great i love a good chair throwing spot uh this is another very good match uh talk more about it jensen yes um so anthony henry recently defeated adam priest for the action wrestling championship we talked about that match um the week that it happened um that was a match where anthony henry uh like tied up priest in the ropes and just kicked him in the face a whole bunch hit him with his own move the ddt um and uh in this match adam priest got the win the finish was great he uh he did a diving leg drop off the ladder through it like a it was either a table or like a door a table, table door, type yeah. scenario um and he hit it, the, the alabama jam off uh, off the ladder um and it was a great shot. There were some really cool shots that I saw of that match that fans got, like where some of which like Adam Priest isn't even in the frame. And you just see him come from like the corner, like where my hand is. You just see him fly, like fly into the screen, like out of nowhere onto, onto Anthony Henry and stuff. And uh, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm a big Adam Priest fan. So, like, um, and I'm a huge uh, you know, Anthony Henry fan as well. I've been watching Anthony Henry for, like, a decade. So, like, I think that uh, you know, Anthony, Adam Priest has been kind of if – you, if you pay attention to the scene, you know that he's been one of the best guys for a while now. Um, but getting more wins like this just helps elevate him even more, I think, because it gets the people talking about him more, gets the fans talking more. And um, I think Adam Priest is a guy who we're going to see on national television sometime in the near future. Like he's just too talented not to be in a major company, in my opinion. Um, so this is a, you know, the Action Wrestling Championships one, of, in my opinion, one of the most prestigious uh, independent wrestling titles there is. So uh, for him to be the champion again and to get a big win over, you know, a, a legend of this area like um, like Anthony Henry to regain that title too, um, really cool moment, really great match. Um, shout out to Action Wrestling. Um, you know, Matt Griffin and all those guys over there. We, uh, great, great product over there. Mose was on the call. You guys are going to hear from Mose here in a second in this interview. Um, I have to talk in for my shoot job like right now before uh, it gets too late. But Jeremy, if you can take over, get making sure some someone gets a wrestle, uh, three people get wrestle on blind trees. And, um, I hope y'all enjoy this interview with, uh, with Mose again. Um, you can follow me on Twitter if I talk underscore if I G H T T L underscore. Watch the fight or listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast every Sunday. FightfulSelect.com. There you go, Jensen. Appreciate you as always, guys. We're gonna enter in the names. It's your last chance. If you want to enter yes. into our Wrestle Rumble drawing, just put Wrestle Rumble in the chat. That's all you gotta do. Just put Wrestle Rumble in the chat. I'm gonna do the drawing here in a second. And here's how this is gonna work. We're gonna do the drawing. I'm gonna list off the names. DM Steven Jensen. All right. It's at fight talk underscore on Twitter. DM him. Let him know that you won. Uh, don't, don't lie. I will tell Jensen who is one. So you cannot lie and, and say that you have won when you have not. Um, all right. So, so here we go. Last chance, last call for the wrestle rumbles in the chat. Let's see. We're going to pick three names. You get three free intro entries into the wrestle rumble pick them. You saw the prizes earlier, thousand dollars cash. There's some cool title belts that you could win as well. Our first winner, here's our winners. There we go. Okay. Our winners are Jason Major, Cody Willis, and Merkel Maniac. Those are our three winners. That is who came up in the randomizer. Guys, DM Steven Jensen on Twitter at fighttalk underscore, and uh, he will send you all the information you need to, uh, to enter into the drawing and everything and to uh yeah a free entry into the wrestle rumble drawing shout out to wrestle rumble great guys uh absolutely great guy matt over there does does a great job again if you want to learn more about wrestle rumble uh you can check out our interview with him in the link below speaking of interviews let's get into our interview with our pal mose this is fourth time four time four time four time four time appearance on the show, uh, Mose talks about Killer Be Killed sold out two, which ran basically at AA bar. Uh, said wrestling matches in a bar, great. Uh, that's on IWTV, people can check that out. We talk about that. Uh, we talk about his weekend at GCW, calling the GCW shows. Uh, Dave Prezak doing a moonsault, Nick Gage going to Sonic, which rules uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. And I asked him about Cody Rose as a callback to our very first interview with him. Uh, so here we go. Mo's from KOBK. Hope you guys enjoy this one. Welcome to the creator spotlight, the interview portion of the spotlight. I am Steven Jensen, as always, with Jeremy Lambert. And we have joining us once again, how many times is this? I think four times four. now. Four, four yeah. P. Four we time. got 
jumping Johnny Mosley, a.k.a. Mose, a.k.a. John Mosley. Um, he is the promoter behind K KOBK, Kill or Be Killed. Uh, they just had sold out, too. We're going to talk about that. Also been doing a lot of commentating, uh, doing a lot of stuff in the world of independent wrestling. And a guy that is a friend of mine, uh, IRL from Nashville. My days living there. So always good to have Mose on the show. How you doing, man? Good, man. I, I was telling Jeremy, literally just got in. Uh, we, we stayed an extra day in Bama. Like, got home just in time to talk to you cats. Uh, tired, but, man, it was, a, it was a really, really good weekend. Um, yeah, sold out, too. Went really well. Uh, just been good times, man. It's been a good start to the year. Hell yeah, man. I mean, speaking of, I mean, I don't even know where to start because you have just really in just the last few weeks, we've had KOBK sold out, too. Um, big action wrestling show where Adam Priest regained the action wrestling championship um, from yeah, Anthony man. Henry. Um, we had you on the call for multiple matches at these GCW shows that were crossover events with New South, and I know you have history in that company. So, like, right. just I mean, I don't even know where to start on this thing, Jeremy. I guess I'll I'll let you start off with kind of what's on top of your mind because I've you know I can really go anywhere as far as all that stuff I just mentioned. So. I want to talk a little bit about the, the sold out two show. Uh, Mose and I were talking off air and I told him like, like I checked it out, watched it today. And first off, I love the venue, the, the Cobra venue. It is just yeah. a bar and it, it, it's basically bar fights, but in a yeah. wrestling manner, it's not just throwing punches and everything They're They're fighting outside at some points. There's like a, a karaoke stage that they were fighting off of. It is like, it is fantastic. And I was telling you, like, it's very much up my alley of it's not over the top deathmatch stuff which sometimes can like turn me off and everything and matches are a nice condensed it's like 10 minute matches the show was like over in an hour and a half i was like oh this is so digestible i need more of this in wrestling you could do it in a ring everybody but like i need more of this in wrestling just like hour and a half two hour wrestling shows every match is i like 12 to 18 this was less all less than 10 like it was such a digestible show, and I just want to say thank you for that. Uh, but my my question was how how did like uh, getting the Cobra come come together? Because you'd run the sold out show before, and that was at uh, TWE. That was when you had the mishap with the ring. This time it was a planned. Okay, we're gonna do no ring, and we're gonna do it at the Cobra. Yeah, uh, everyone loved that first show um, so much, like that. I was nervous to run a show with a ring. Um, I mean, literally fans messaging me, telling me like every show needs to be that way. And like, I can't do that. You know, I, I love that style. I still love all styles of wrestling, but like, you know, I, I, I want to ring, like I want to ring most of the time. Fuck. I don't, you know, I don't, I, I didn't know what to tell them. I just said like, we're going to do it again. That was always the plan. We we're going to do it in December because our, our first show is December 18th, uh, 2021. We wanted to do the one-year anniversary, but as everyone that watches IWTV or anywhere knows, the, the TWE arena is hard to book these days. That thing is stacked up with multiple promotions, um, so we couldn't do it in December. I uh, had to push it to January, and the Cobra came together mainly because of Hardway Heater. I have to give Hardway Heater all the credit on that. Like The idea of us running in Nashville felt like a years down the road kind of thing, just because, like Jensen said, man, like, to me, like Nashville is such an important part of like my love of wrestling, independent wrestling, because I fell back in love with wrestling in Nashville at Southern Underground Pro at a bar, uh, having a few drinks. Um, so 
it was a down the road goal, but we lucked out. Uh, Heater is really tight with a couple people at the Cobra. They, they were very open to us kind of doing whatever we wanted. Like, I, I think the only rules we had were uh, there was stuff on the walls that were like kind of artsy, like, don't, you know, don't mess that up and don't, uh, don't go through our stage. So we had a, you know, only three people were allowed to bump on that stage and they were Billy Starks. Uh, Sean Campbell and Adam Priest, anyone else was told don't do it. <laughs> um, it. It was really easy. Like, I have to shout out the Cobra. Like, I really do. They've made it so easy, honestly. The the only, it wasn't even a hurdle, but the, the only kind of like, uh-oh moment was the guy running sound for us had no idea. He, he had no idea. He just thought it was a show. Like, he assumed band. So he gets there and it's us you know setting doors over here and got tax like and he comes up to me and he just says you know he had a couple like on the stage he it progressively got more it went from like do i need to move this and i'm going ah, do you like it is it important to you then you should move it because i can tell these people to do to not do this but one of them might do it like that's just how wrestlers are you, you tell them no Someone's going to say, I'm going to do that. So we eventually got the carpet. He asked me, the funniest thing was, he goes, are there going to be any fluids? And I kind of was like, well, blood, like there will be blood. And he goes, will it be spit anywhere? And I'm like, I don't think so, man. But like, I don't carry off as a psycho. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and he said, should I move these carpet? Like they had like cool little carpets down on the stage. And I was like, yeah, you should. I, I got help. We can help you do it. But we, he, he. we had a couple of naysayers that first little bit, you know, a couple like, oh, these wrestlers, wrestling crap. And then by like the third match, man, people were into it. Uh, The the same sound guy after the show was like, man, I wish I could have hung out more. Uh, So I got to thank the Cobra big time. They, 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 they let us do whatever we want. Um, Glass was cool. Obviously like blood was, they were, I mean, I was expecting to have a list of, we can't do this. And they were cool with everything. They wanted us to run a longer show. A longer show. I told uh, I told Jeremy that, you know, the guy thought every wrestling every wrestling show went three hours. He was like, "We'll be here three three and a half hours, right?" And we're like, "No, no, no, no." So uh, that went really well, and they want us back, and we're going to go back. Uh, we'll be back there probably before summer. Um, we got our tournament coming up, as we talked about. I'd like to do that all in a ring, but if we have to do some no ring tournament matches we may uh just got a lot of a lot of fire uh, got a, a lot of stuff going on right now in the KOBK uh fed world so and good things thankfully so uh we'll see what happens but yeah one more time for the cobra like i i can't thank them enough for letting us just run wild for a couple hours dude yeah i mean the show came off great i watched uh i actually watched it through twice uh thank you one yeah once uh I actually watched, so I, I recently, shout out to, I, I'm so late on this, but I recently got a Roku and it's made it so much easier yeah. for me to watch IWTV and Fight Plus, like just Same. clicking just with that one remote. It's so simple. So I used to do, you know, the the HDMI to my computer and all that stuff just to, you know, get my screen on there and stuff. Um, but anyway, um, I, uh, I, so anyway, I watched, I watched the, the show all the way through. Um, and then I watched it a second time, actually, while I was working today, I had it on like in the background while I was, uh, while I was getting some work done. And, uh, it was funny cause like the way that the show started off, obviously it was like really sentimental, 
and I want to talk to you about that here in a second. But dude, like Adam Priest coming out there, <laughs> and within seconds, someone yells out, "Adam Priest sucks ass." And Adam Priest with a microphone in his hand immediately responds without hesitation, your mom sucks ass. And I lost it because he said it was such, he like said it with his chest, you know, like it was just like, like dead serious and just like, oh, that was so funny. Um, but uh, I mean, Adam Priest, what, what a year that guy has had. Um, right. It was great to, to see him on that. He sees this everywhere right now. Um, yeah. And that all kind of ties together with kind of what I wanted to ask you about to start star off the KOBK two show you have you know your crew up there up on the stage with you um uh Brett Ison is basically about to cut a promo about you know thank like thanking the fans for you know being there at the show and supporting KOBK and Priest cuts them off um and Brett and Priest have a match right there on the spot I had no idea that Brett was going to be wrestling because he, he just doesn't really wrestle that often anymore so that was really cool to see him uh make you know kind of like a rare appearance right now i mm-hmm. uh, have that match with priest at a show that obviously for people who don't know brett's essentially you know the leader of kobk the guy who kind of started yeah. the whole the whole group right so like um and a guy that i i feel a lot of the same way about uh, as you as far as like when i got really into southern underground pro when that when that promotion started i was like one foot in one foot out too because so much of the wrestling i liked just wasn't available anymore and stuff like nxt was like really keeping me in it but you know, I was looking for something different and Brett being a big part of that company. And in my yep. opinion, the most uh, important champion they've ever had, like his title run, I think was like the most important run that they've had. So it it, it was really, it's just always cool to see that guy out there doing his thing. And I know he means a lot to you and in, in everything that y'all do with KOBK. So I guess, what was it like to, to be able to get him uh, to wrestle on this show, uh, your relationship with him, uh, KOBK in general, and putting that match with Priest together, like all that, if you can kind of speak on all of that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, more than happy to always talk about Red Ice. And yeah, we, KOBK formed around him. Like, he is the core of it. Um, it was me and him in a car. Uh, proud to say, I guess, you you know, we're, we, uh, we love Sons of Anarchy. So we always kind of like talk to ourselves and kind of that lingo. And it's like, you know, the, we're the first two. We're the first two. Um, something I'm very proud of, something that, Literally, you know, to see it come from an idea we had in a car on the way to New Jersey to now we've ran, you know, four shows and you're seeing Hardway Heater everywhere. You're seeing, you know, Sean Campbell pop up more and more. Obviously, Akira signed to MLW now. Like, it's really crazy in a way. Like, it's it's hard to put into words um, because it does. It's something that is, is so genuine, so organic. You know, we're not put together by promoter. Uh, you know, we don't just see each other on shows. Like I talk to those guys every single day. Um, so it, it was something that it, I'm not going to say Brett, obviously he missed, had to miss our third show. So I don't think Brett, you know, I'm not going to say he'll be on every show just because his, his body is beat up. You know, he's, he's been in this business off and on since he was like, I want to say like 16, 17, he's 34. So like half his life, you know, he took some time off to go. Uh, to go do music. He doesn't claim all those years, but, you know, he's been around it for that long. And even in music, right, you know, you're touring and just, he's beat his body up so bad his whole life. But that match honestly came together, and this is uh, this uh, I'm not going to, you know, BS you guys, it at the Cobra. We were at the Cobra maybe two weeks before the show, maybe like, 
I mean, literally like maybe even 10 days, like less than two weeks. And we were going over everything and what we thought. And it, it, I had priest booked and I didn't have, a, like, I was like, I, have, I don't have an opponent for him. Like my original plan was I was have priest come out and we would do something with it. I'd figure it out later. And Brett just splat out said, do you want me to like, do you want me to do something with him? And I'm like, absolutely please like what do i gotta you know absolutely so that all came together at the cobra so quick i messaged priest that night and he didn't believe me he said uh what did he say i messaged him and said hey man you know what if what if you have a match with brett and he's like are you messing with me i said no brett Ison, yes you messing with me no 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 he he, he wants in so it, it was really easy man it was and it was something that meant a lot i think I always wanted Brett was always going to be there. I always wanted him to say something, but like you're, you know, you mentioned to open that show with Brett, who means so much to Nashville wrestling, the Tennessee wrestling, and in my opinion, someone that the South as a whole may not ever appreciate as much as they should because the history of AC Mac. We know how much AC Mac means to independent wrestling. We know that you cannot talk about AC Mac without Brett Ice. You can't like. Brett Eisen helped make him a killer, straight up, you know. And, and that's something that the winner is always going to get, you know, the the love and admiration. But I, I can't – those matches evolved AC Mack into – he was always a great talent, but it was something different. He could go in there with the baddest of the bad and not just hold his own but come out on top. So uh, I think, again, Brett Eisen's a name that should mean more in the South. I know he does mean something, but uh, – he's just so important so having him open the show having that match like you said priest is one of the best on the planet right now he just beat tony Deppin a couple nights ago yep. right like that i mean Clean with that ddt yes yes i mean i was i i was shocked I, I, he hit that ddt and i immediately was like well definitely you know definitely kick, kick out of it i i i was so proud of him that was such a great match um so to have them open that was really uh, it was something that's special to me because those are like you know brett like you said brett's my brother uh adam is one of my best friends that i made made and met through wrestling these last couple of years i mean i talked to him probably once a week sometimes more just kind of you know bsing around so that was really cool i mean it really was that whole show was was really easy um because of the talent i think it's always important to book you just want to book good talent. I know it sounds stupid, but you both watch enough wrestling. You know, uh, not every promoter listens to that rule. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. Every show's you know different, but book good talent. And I, I listen, I, I let them go. Like I, I told them do what you want. You know, don't, don't, don't do anything dumb on the stage unless you're those three people was my main rule. Like, and, and they, man, they crushed it. The carry awful Derek Neal match was, I've heard so many people talk about like, you know, how brutal that match was. Uh, Sawyer and Billy was kind of the same way. I I think I booked that match like nine, you know, eight days, like a week before it just kind of happened. Um, and they ran that back you, on GCW like a couple yeah, of days later. Yeah. I literally talked to Sawyer about that and she goes, we, they were on the way, I think to the bar and they got the message like, yo, here's the graphic. And they were like, okay. And, uh, <laughs> That was and I got to call that match, so I got to be on the call for both those matches like a week like a week apart to the day I think yeah Saturday to Saturday maybe so uh, 
it was really cool, man. That that whole show is something I'm really proud of. I'm really I'm, I'm proud of everything, but those last two shows, like I think Die Young is maybe the best wrestling show for sure we've put on. Like you know, just wrestling. Um, but then this last show may be our best show, period, because, again, I'm proud of that time. One hour, 16 minutes. One hour, 16 minutes. Start to finish on IWTV. Uh, we're still telling stories that SOB Nick Iggy showed up. Well, we've yeah. got some stuff coming up with him. Obviously, him and Hoodfoot will be wrestling in our first round. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of that. Really thankful for Brett because, man, at the end of the day, like, Brett's the reason I'm anything in this business. He was – I met him at the – first no I hit that back I didn't meet him the first show I went to out of college to work at I, I edited and did commentary and film I mean I did everything the first time the first week I was there I didn't talk to him he scared me I just said hi and but the, the next week we hit it off talking about MMA and because of him like I've gotten in other doors and I've gotten be around and learn all this stuff man like I've only been around wrestling since 2017 but I feel like I've gotten so much knowledge because of him, because of Carrie. Um, so, yeah, I, I just I, I'm very honored that my whole story or whatever in wrestling will always be linked to Brett. No, one more person that before uh, and Jeremy, I'll let you get the next question. And I I had to piggyback off of this because someone <clears throat> someone that I think about when I think about Brett Ison, I feel like is synonymous with that that person for a lot of reasons is Righteous Jesse. Yep. And Righteous Jesse was a part of the show, doing some commentary, uh, doing some ring announcing. So I want to give him a shout out. Um, yeah. You know, Righteous Jesse, guy that means a lot. I mean, without him, there's no Southern Underground Pro. Without Southern Underground Pro, there's no rise of Brett Ison like we're talking about. Without nope. that, there's no you and him meeting. There's no KOBK. Like, I just, you know, I, so. Um, and also, I'll, I'll say this as well. Um, and I wish it never ended. Shout out! People need to go back. You go back in the Wayback Machine and your, you know, and find these these podcasts. I'm sure they're still available on like iTunes or wherever. Kick out a two podcast with Righteous Jesse, yes. the Wilt Man, was the best independent wrestling podcast ever. And uh, I I think people should go listen to that if they missed it. It was like a moment in time where I I, I wish those guys were still doing that. So I want to give a shout out to to Jesse because he's a guy we don't really talk about too much. Um, because he's he's really stepped away. I know he does dangers. Shout out danger yes. zone video. Danger zone video. I'll, yes. give you, I'll give you a plug for danger zone video right here on Fightful. So, uh, yeah. What what was it like uh, to have him as a part of the show too? Yeah, it felt right. It felt it, it just felt right. I mean, I can't think of a better word. Uh, that that was another thing that I talked to him about that the the night before. Like he he told me he was gonna come hang out. Um, and so the night before we went. Uh, I hadn't hadn't been able to check out Danger Zone yet, so I went and I bought a movie. I bought Highlander, the Mondo Steel book. He gave me a good deal, uh, and I just you know, hey, you're gonna come hang out? Would you feel like doing anything? Of course, I would. You know, whatever you need. Um, so yeah, he ring announced for Hardway Heater and uh, and Hoodfoot and and Jesse and Heater are super close. Like they're like, you know, they're like tight as it gets. Uh, so I know that meant a lot to Jesse, and then he called. A couple matches with me, um, which that meant a lot to me. I think me and Jesse as a commentary team are really good. I agree. Uh, yeah. Right. We 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 know each other well. We play off each other well. We don't have an ego with each other. I would love to call more matches with him. I know he really just kind of uh, he kind of does ETU, um, which which that's a fire show, and I'm happy he has that. I know a goal for him for Jesse was always to you know get a you know be flown in for a show, and now he's 
gets flown in all the time. So uh, expect yeah, the unexpected, ha- by the way, for people. Want to yeah, sorry. That. Yeah, yeah. Expect the unexpected on IWTV. Definitely check them out. Uh, great, great company. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was. It, it felt. I, I, I just, in hindsight, I don't think it would have. It, it wouldn't have been as special without Brett and Jesse both. And, and you know, me and Jesse had a really cool moment after the show because, like you, man. Like, you know, when I think of wrestling, even now, all the crazy stuff I've seen, I still think of Rice Jesse screaming in a mic, Brett Eisen coming out to either Hail Mary or Suicide Boys. And, you know, that's wrestling to me. That fight, you know, they had uh, Aki Breaky Hartford stuff was just the nastiest, grossest, like, dog collar matches that the dog collar is off, what, 20 seconds in, and they still, like, meet those expectations. So, yeah, it, it, it was – it was really kind of crazy looking back on it, how it all fell that way. But, uh, but yeah, there's nothing. And that's where stuff started, right? Was the Cobra. So yeah. just a lot of, a lot of stuff kind of came together that night. And it's something that's like, it, even now we, you know, we've hit each other up and been like that happened. That was cool. We were able to do it. Um, and now everyone hopefully enjoys it on the IWTV. Uh, you mentioned sons of anarchy and yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask, are you and Brett, Jackson Opie is that a good comparison uh that is a it's a great question I that's a show where like we've talked about it so much of like who's who and like I I think what's funny is like Jesse and Brett are more kind of Jackson Opie like because they've known each other yeah they've known each other since they were like I don't even like 12. Yeah, they're, young, like, like, ba- they're like backyard wrestlers together. Yeah. Kids. yeah. I mean, yeah, they train together. Yeah. Like they've known each other their whole lives. So uh, I, I definitely, I definitely see that. For, it, we're more uh, TM and TMNT is our thing. Like yeah. I'm Raphael. Uh, he's Leonardo. He's okay. We used to there both, we, we both, we both were Raphael growing up. The <laughs> bread is way more calm and collected people won't believe that but i'm of everybody in kobk i'm the hothead most of the time uh so yeah i'm Raphael. he's leonardo but we do like we talk sons of anna bro that's a show we talk about all the time like that's our thing man is we said we clicked over mma but it's like we pop culture movies i mean you know me and brett talk every day but i would say six days a week it's more about like oh if you you watch a man apart in a while because it's awesome oh yeah i love that like that's it's very just like bro uh bro talk but yeah yeah we we're big so he's he brett i said he's had a hot take he says mayans might be better than soa uh which he got me on mayans and it rules so we'll see if it ends well it's kind of like better call saw the kind of thing like man right. what, came, what came second may end up being better uh you know on the whole I couldn't get into to Mayans and maybe I probably didn't give it a fair shot because yeah, 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 it was yeah. different period of, of my life. Yep. And now I just have less time to, to watch stuff. I really enjoyed sons of anarchy though. That that's a great show oh. for anybody who has not checked it out. Um, but Mayans is something Mayans. that like, I watched the first few episodes and I'm like, eh, not really for me right now. So maybe I'll have to jump back into that. I did too. I quit it. And he was like, bro, you, you gotta go, you know, you gotta go back. Cause it's one of those, if you can get, kind of those first few episodes and then like get through the first season which i know it's people hate hearing that but like <laughs> second season on man it is it is top notch no joke all right i i will i'll give it a shot i got like 1800 things to watch on, on <laughs> yeah my, no, my watch I, i'm trying to watch uh, like three things on hulu and right now i'm like you know what i'll just watch true detective again <laughs> <laughs> the bear if you're on hulu oh man the bear yeah. that's a show Did right it. there um, uh okay 
All right, I got I got to ask this, Dave Prezak. Please. He, oh, he did yeah. a moon salt. Oh yeah, he did. You were on the he call. Did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did I, a moon salt. Like, what what is happening in this moment? Why is this man doing this? Dude, this is right after referee <laughs> Jesse Fields out of nowhere stops yep. uh, Cole Radrick from doing a dive and does his own tope suicida to the outside. I mean, that was that dude. That that um the New South versus GCW uh like team versus team match ruled ruled like that that was something man like seeing those what like like 30 people it was a six on six i think so 12 yeah it was 12 people man that was a nuts match and it was it was uh you know he had told me earlier in the day dave was like it's been 20 years since i've done a moonsault and i'm like <laughs> I, I that was all he said so i'm just like like it's kind of it's a weird fact I know about you now, Dave. <laughs> and then sure enough, as it's happening, I'm just like, oh my god, this is this is happening right now. And like, yeah, I'm right here. And and then the he's the goat, bro. He does a moonsault and he's back in time to call the instant replay on his moonsault. <laughs> I just like Dave, Dave, you gotta you gotta say something. And all he said was like, it was better 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was tight, man. Like that's GCW is the coolest. Like it is. It's the coolest place i mean i love getting to do what i do but i just being around dave prazak and like drinking drink you know had a couple beers with dave prazak and like i look over there and you've got jordan oliver who's you know one of like one of my favorite wrestlers and been lucky enough to get to know him and like get to chit chat with him and then it, it's just like it's such a great atmosphere like every not every locker room i've been around has the same want and love for one another like gcw does so uh, anytime I get to be in that locker room, it's super dope. Um, yeah, I get to chit chat and hang out with Dave. I, gotta, I, I think Dave Prezak likes me, and it's like, <laughs> it's so weird because you know, obviously the you know, recipes Jay Briscoe with with everything that's gone on in you know, the last couple of weeks. I've watched a lot of old, you know, Briscoe matches, and Dave's on the call, and it's just like, like I know him, like I talk to him, and and we talk about dumb dumb wrestling stuff but yeah he, he busted out a sick moonsault from the second uh shout out that crew like you were saying jensen shout out the new south crew like those guys tore it down they really really absolutely tore it down um i i couldn't be more proud of, of the new south locker room after that weekend as a whole man they, they you know that's a big stage and you whiff on it everyone's gonna know and and they didn't they, they did a, a great job yeah and you know a lot of uh like a lot of talent that we're obviously really familiar with and talent that you i mean full disclosure mose was a long time commentator for new south so yeah oh yeah super familiar with the people in this company we're talking about but so there are people we're super familiar with but uh in my opinion a lot of names uh and talents that are really under the radar in the grand scheme of things and um so it was really cool seeing guys like cabana man dan and you know hunter drake and um i mean so many kenzie page even to a degree i know she you know yeah. she has had exposure but like it's cool like her versus billy starks i thought was real i thought billy won the damn thing i was like yeah i y'all yeah. really got me um but uh kenzie, kenzie page isn't a good example it's under the radar but as far as like i thought it felt really really good in the show and i liked i liked the the match with her and billy um but man it was it was cool with tyler franks like I remember Tyler Franks and and Hunter and Hunter Drake when they were a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 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 Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like, yep. so it's uh, it, 
it's it's just wild. Donnie Primetime being Donnie Primetime again. Like Prime it's uh, back. the Hook of the Carnies reunited, you know? Yep. Like, yep. I mean, so it was uh it was Infrared, a really bro. Oh yeah, Infrared, of course, of course. Tyler Mage versus Logan James. Bro, dude, uh, and that's something, dude. Mito Stremo and C the two of them. I didn't realize even until like myself until recently how good they are in the ring yeah. because they do they do death matches so often that like I see them do a lot of the same type of stuff which isn't necessarily bad you know I I like their death matches as well but when I saw them recently against Infrared and against East West Express I was like oh damn like they can like really just go and in, in just tag team matches like you know and um so yeah they. But anyway, the, those shows were were a ton of fun. Um, it was really cool seeing uh, seeing the talent, um, as you mentioned. For uh, you know, finally getting. I, I feel like we, we saw a lot of people getting a lot more love. Um, you mentioned yeah, Chris Cronk as well. Um, Kevin Ryan. Kevin Ryan, Toon. of course. Yeah, yeah. Man. Braden Toon's a Braden Toon's a real seeker of the South. Still, he's a he's young. Uh, I think he's like 22, 23, but he's in wrestling since he was like fourteen. Uh, and and he shined, I thought, in that twelve man. So uh, he he's one I'd, I'd like to see get a shot. I mean, that whole crew, you know, that whole New yeah. South uh, team, put them in a GCW scramble somewhere else, man. And let them let them go. Yeah, yeah, I, for sure. Um, we're missing people too. Brandon Williams. Brandon, um, well, Brandon, I mean, Brandon. I feel bad for him. He got hurt Saturday night in that scramble. He was supposed to wrestle right. Depp, and yeah, we thought I we legit thought he broke his like foot like Saturday like Saturday night. I was talking to him as they like were like putting this brace thing on. It looked, it was bad. Like I was nervous. Like this guy has a broken foot, but I think it's not as bad as we thought. He's going to be out just a little bit. I think they've even announced maybe uh, he's going to be in Haas maybe for new South this year. So he's, he's, he's going to be able to, to bounce back quicker, but yeah, Brandon Williams, without a doubt, one that I, I'm just, it hurts my heart. Uh, he didn't get that Deppin match because as we know, you know, Tony Deppin, he, he's the gatekeeper for GCW for sure, but he's a measuring stick for you as an independent wrestler as a whole. So um, hopefully Brandon gets that back. I know they announced they're going to be back in Bama in June. So fingers crossed on that. Yeah. Um, you know, also just, this came to mind also um, during the, the take a picture event because Cabana man, Dan wrestled Blake Christian. Then a couple yep. matches later, Marco stunt wrestled action, Mike Jackson. And I was like, reunite they might be giants maybe hopefully one day <laughs> maybe i want to see maybe. it i want to see it could happen i know uh i know they both would be down for it yeah there's that and then there was also a big callback you retweeted it but um we had the carnies versus bussy and we had a throwback <laughs> to the love versus love match a classic sub grabs match uh southern underground pro go and seek that out from years ago nick iggy versus um effie um, there were some callbacks to that match for some real oh, yeah. deep cuts for the sub crowd uh, that played out years later in this GCW show. And you were there on the call. So I was like, this is just because me and you were watching that match as fans yeah. together in yeah. Nashville. So, yeah, that was a cool, uh, you mentioned the new, like, I worked for new South for over a year. Um, that's been over a year ago. Now it's wild to say, I think my last show for them was uh, maybe like August, September, 21. Um, but I did, I was there for man over a year. Uh, I love that locker room. So, uh, to, to come back and like you said, to, 
to call some matches, you know, because I, I love Tyler and Logan. I mean, I just I have so much love for for those two as humans. Um, so to be on the call for that match, to be on the call for the Carnies, uh, Carrie Awful has been there, man. Like my first uh, outside of that little promotion in, in my hometown um, that I worked at Strata College. Uh, the first thing I did wrestling, I, I ran camera for Carrie for those Crux Tuesday night Twitter fights. I did that a little bit. Yeah, worked worked my way up. I think the last or second to last one, I did commentary. So like, it, it just it felt like a big weekend for me of like all this stuff kind of coming together. Um, and then of course, being on uh, being on GCW, something I didn't think a year ago. I didn't think I'd ever be you know get that call, get the call up to. Uh, two two game changers so it, it was really cool man and it's something that like I got to share that with uh with a lot of people that mean uh mean something to me in real life which makes it always so much sweeter I, I want to ask about because I've gotten messages uh, about this when I'm okay. I'm trying to do my best to to promote the the indies as, as best I can on Fightful do results and things like that and Paul Cade you're going to be yes. on the, the call for Paul Kate and yep. like a bunch of people have messaged me of like, promote this, promote this. Uh, it's in April. Like, what can you yep. tell us about Paul Kate? Paul Kate is a awesome show where all the profits go to, I want to say, I don't want to get the County wrong, but it's the, it's a, it's an animal shelter up in um, Indiana. Uh, we all just come together. It's uh, it's Chad French. He's the one that puts it on. Uh, he, he he works for Paradigm. He, he you know he refs for them or not refs. Excuse me. He uh, he's like a judge, UWFI judge for them. He's he does commentary in the Midwest uh, and stuff too. So Chad put this on. I believe this is the third or fourth arcade uh, that he's put on, and it, it's just something where so many people come together to a have fun, b uh, you know to make some money for these animals and, and c just kind of put on uh, put on something a little different. I know this show, we've got some crazy triple threats. Uh, I know Mance Warner is going to be there. Uh, I know, I think Chad might be in a death match. Like he, he may is. be himself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at the card. I think. I think they're billing it as an Albany street fight. Is what okay. they're they're calling it. Yeah, a new Albany street fight. Chad against uh, Daniel okay. Luck. Yeah, Big D. So we'll have that. Um, it, it's a really cool atmosphere. It happened. I, I want to say it's the same place. It's at these fairgrounds. So last year was my first uh, my first pocket. It was when Heater was hurt. So me and Heater actually commentary for it. Uh, and I show up, and it is man like we're just in like a like a horse stall. They put the ring right up there. Uh, it's a show unlike any other. And again, it goes to a great cause. Chad puts a lot of like a lot of himself into it. Uh, I'll be on the call with Nick Manawa. Um, it, it's going to be a really good time. I, I want to say they, they usually get it up pretty quick on IWTV. Um, I, I would say within a couple weeks it'll be up. But, yeah, if any you know any chance anyone listen can uh, can make it up to Salem, Indiana, that it, but like on that date, um, it'd, be it'd be really cool. You're gonna have a fun show, but again, you're just you're helping out um, needy animals. Which what do you? What's better than that? It's it's April 25th, by the way. If yes. I got my Roman numerals April 25th. correct, because I'm I'm terrible with Roman numerals. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's April 10th or April 25th, geez, uh, in New Albany, Indiana. Uh, but yeah, they didn't make have... a Rocky 25, so I don't I don't know <laughs> exactly exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, they 
uh, yeah, people have hit me up of like, Hey, can you, can you promote this? Can you promote this? And like, I'm, I'm happy yeah. to do it. But usually people are like, Hey, can you promote this like a week out type of thing? And this is all the way in April. And people are like, Hey, I really want to get, I'm like, all right, cool. And I saw you were on the call for, I was like, right, okay, let's, uh, let's talk about this. And I'm, I'm that, wrong. It's, I, I, I'm, t- it's April 15th. My, I was wrong. Okay. About Roman numerals. Okay. It's 20 April 15th. <laughs> April 15th. Everybody XV is 15 in Roman numerals. <laughs> Yeah, that's Chad. He's he's put a lot of work into it. He's tweeting about it every day. I know it's in honor of his father who passed last year. Um, so it, it means, like I said, it means so much to Chad, and, and that makes it mean so much more to us. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, April 15th, X5, uh, whatever it is, please come check out uh, our show and have fun with us. It seems like a great cause. I, I hope uh, everyone there has a good time, and I try to do more to, to promote that, but yeah, it, it's... I wanted to ask about that. Um, All right. Go ahead, Jensen. Okay. Well, it was kind of off topic, but kind of back to GCW just a little bit, because, you know, I know you're having a lot of fun uh, doing those shows. And the last time I saw you in person was at GCW at Center Stage in Atlanta. Um, Do you have any any GCW stories that you want to tell us about? Just like, like, you know, IRL stories, like from, because the, the thing, the thing about these GCW shows that makes it so much fun for me, isn't just the wrestling. It's like, when you show up, it's like, everyone's talking to each other and they're trying to find out where everyone's at. And like, there's like just like yeah. a lot going on. Like, so it's like, I show up and I start, you know, and even like, I've been on some of these at this point where like, I'm like, wrestlers are like, yo, where are you at? And I'm like, what? And they're like, yo, uh, parking deck or like whatever. You're like, just start like, it's like people are just like all over the place. Um, but it's so much fun uh, being at those shows. Um, I know you said you've had a great experience doing those. Do you have any, yeah. uh, I guess, any stories of just like hanging out at these shows that you want to talk about? There, it's it's. Uh, I mainly kick it with uh, Jordan Oliver, Cole Radrick. Um, I'm trying to think, man. Like, uh, well, the the center stage that that was really cool. That was so. That was my first GCW weekend. I had called the show the night before with Dave Frazak up in uh, Charlotte, the first time. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the first time there in Charlotte. Um, but I'm in awe of this man. Um, I don't know what I'm doing, like, here with Dave Frazak. So that was not my best commentary night. Uh, I know that. Like, looking back on it, I, I should have uh, you know, been in there more with him. Be- but, again, it's I'm, I'm at the show. Like, it's that weird thing where you're like, you're kind of walking up to, you know, to take a swing at the pitch and you're looking around going, Oh, Oh snap. Like I'm here. So, uh, that show, the center stage show was, that was where I feel like I arrived for GCW. Prazak liked my commentary that night. What was cool about that show was we actually accidentally, uh, got the, got Dusty Rhodes old office, uh, as a locker room. Like, behind center stage there's all these old rooms right there's just you know offices and whatnot so everybody kind of had theirs picked out so me brett uh campbell was with us uh us three for sure i want to say cole may have been i think cole was with us too the four of us kind of just took this room and we're chilling and uh i don't know how you know there for a little bit and and sure enough uh uh, brett lauderdale kind of comes in very like serious like so I'm thinking already, like, oh, the new guy, I messed up. I messed up. I did something bad. He comes in all serious, and he looks at all four of us, and he goes, did you guys know this is Dusty Rhodes' old office? And we went, 
no. And he's like, well, it is. And he just walked out. <laughs> he just walked out. <laughs> so we all look at each other and we look at Cole, who, you know, Cole's the only GCW regular. It's like, do we have to move? And Cole's like, no, we're fine. Like, but that was that, like me and Brett and Campbell all were like, he's going to tell us we can't, we can't be in here. But uh, we definitely got to kick it in Dusty's old office. I mean, we've went out like, you know, uh, you know, partooking in some things that may not be legal in every state that happened. Uh, as much as it is just kind of that, like that brotherhood or whatever, you know, we want to call it that familyhood, uh, like Emil, Emil's, Emil's oh, yeah. one that he, he always hooks me up and helps me out. And, you know, that's really cool. Yeah, Emil's the man for sure, and he, he actually does he the, in, the intro for this show now. It's uh, it's, oh, his, does he? it's his voice yeah. over. Yeah, you got it. You got to see the. Uh, I edited. I edited the little video that goes on top of it, and it's his. It's his introduction for us. Um, that, yeah, love that. It's Emil. wild to me. Yeah, um, I used to watch him do CZW, and now he's like piping me up, dude. It's weird. Yeah, dude, I see those tweets too. When he, he'll 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 talk about you and stuff. Yeah, I love it, man. I uh, and by the way, like that whole family atmosphere extends from like the wrestlers to the fans too. Cause yeah. E yeah. Even at, even at center stage, it was one of the funniest things to me because as I was leaving the show, you know how that parking deck, it's like, it's like this narrow little parking deck, but it goes like down. And so it's, down, like, yeah. it's connected, you know, to the building and <clears throat> it's kind of hard to navigate in there or try to like, it, you can bump into other cars or and stuff. It's kind of tight in there. And after the show is over, Nick Gage, Jordan Oliver, Cole Radrick, like the majority of the GCW roster, half of them are just like hanging out, doing their thing, you know, in the parking lot. Half of them are directing traffic. Half of them are high-fiving the fans on the way out. And it's just like, <laughs> I, I don't know if like Brett told them, hey, make sure the fans have a good experience on the way out. Or they were just like, like I could just see Nick Gage in the back being like, let's make sure these motherfuckers get home safe. You know, it's like, you know, Dude. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, like I got a quick, I can tell you a quick gauge story from this weekend. Uh, two quick ones, actually. The, um, when I got there Saturday to Huntsville, uh, gauge remembers me now. I, I we actually, uh, he rode with us from Charlotte to Atlanta on that center stage trip. Um, we took, we took Nick gauge to Sonic for the first time. He had never heard of Sonic. They're not, what? Oh boy. yeah. Oh boy. Not, they're not very big up north. There's not many wow. of them. So I'm a fan, know, by the way. I like Sonic. So yes. Oh, big yeah. thing. So we whip we yeah. whip into Sonic. There's not a lot open. You know, it's eleven or midnight. They're getting ready to close. And Gage, he looks at my wife and he goes, What kind of food they got here? And Haley's like, kinda everything. Like they got a pretty good menu. And Gage goes, They got ice cream? <laughs> She's like, Yeah. And he's like, They got Reese's ice cream? We're like, Yeah. He's like, I want one of those a whipped cream. So we got we got Nick Gage like a Sonic Blast, and then uh, the the machines were down. We couldn't pay with cards, so we we gave him I think like a twenty, and I think it was like you know, it's like I, I forget how she was going to give him a little bit of tip, but like a couple bucks back, and you know it takes a couple minutes. And Gage is eating this big ass ice cream, and he looks at Haley and he goes, "They bring you your change yet?" She goes, "No, not yet." She's like eating her food. He goes, "You want me to go get it?" <laughs> <laughs> and we're like. No, Gage, we'll give him a minute. Um, but then the same thing, this this Huntsville trip, he goes, hey, man, let me ask you something real quick. I was like, sure. He said, what's up with that rocket? Like, if you've never been to Huntsville, there's a there's a big-ass rocket you drive by. Like, it's this Rocket City, NASA, all that. And I go, yeah, Gage, like, it's, you know, it's a shoot rocket. Like, that thing is real. 
And he's like, can I walk right up to it and touch it? I was like, bro, I think you can walk through it. And he gets all serious. He's like, man, I hope I have time to do that tomorrow. <laughs> it was just like, what is this is so sick, dude. And then he just told me Jay Briscoe stories for like 15 minutes. Like, he is, you're right, though. Like, that's the GCW, like, energy that they want. They want the fans going home every night. Like, that was the sickest show I've ever been to. I can't miss, like, anytime GCW's close, I got to go. Um, and, and, and that's felt literally all through the back. Like we talked during the show and the crowds reacting to stuff and it's just like, we got them, bro. They're having a good time. Like this is, this is what it's about. If I, if I don't write about anything else from this interview, I'm going to write the headline. Nick Gage did not have Sonic until 2023. That's the first time yeah. he had Sonic. Uh, tw- 2022 to make. Just okay. It was that good. Okay. So it was the Atlanta show. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It okay. was the Atlanta show, but that's technically fact. 2022. Okay. He, he was like Sonic, and we're like, "Oh my god, we get to introduce Nick Gage to Sonic, dude!" <laughs> Nick Gage orders Reese's. Yeah, Reese's blast at Sonic. <laughs> Threatens to retrieve change. Yeah, yeah. you want me to get that? Want me to get your money back? And she's just like, "Not yet." Did you imagine Nick Gage just like walking in there, like, "Where's my change?" Oh, well, I here, I well, and I'm I so was with us too. So it's going to be Nick Gage and Brett Eisen both like, give us that money. And they'd be like, do you want the register too? Like, <laughs> Oh my God. The most intimidating two people ever. Brett Eisen and Nick Gage walking up to you. Oh man. I'm an, Shout I'm out to little... that match, by the way. That happened in sub. Yeah, time. bro. For real. I knocked, I knocked Nick Gage that day. I, I gave him some knocks as the way. I, I, I was wearing a, a, a Brett Eisen t-shirt and knocked Nick Gage on the way into the ring as he was about to fight him. So, Great match. I, gonna, great, great moment. Yes. I'm going to move away from, from wrestling right quickly. Okay. Let's uh, go. Give me your honest thoughts. Do not lie to me, Moe's. We're friends. Okay. Where are the Los Angeles Lakers finishing this season? Uh, they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, they're not going to go deep in the playoffs, (laughs) I don't think, unless Anthony Davis – I don't trust Anthony Davis to be healthy anymore. I didn't really trust it coming into this year. Dude, I've been watching a lot of basketball lately because I've been gambling on it a lot. That Bryant dude is is legit. Bryant is (laughs) like – Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's been playing really well. Yeah. Um, He's not that Bryant, but he he'll do. Well, no, but you no, no, of course. (laughs) It's big big shoes to fill having that name on the Lakers. I get that, but – yeah. Um, but no, like he, I do, I, I take his over pretty often on, on the stuff that I'm on. And like that dude actually has some really good games. You know, I, you know, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Like I've, I actually can get into the basketball talk just a little bit now. I've been, I've been, I, dude, I bought league. I've been, I've been gambling so much on basketball that I you bought league pass. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Why, league pass is a terrible operation. Don't give your money to them. It never dude. works. No, it works great on my on both of my devices on both my TVs. I got I got the dual screen going with with both the games. Got my got all my. <laughs> anyways, we're, we're continuing with your Lakers. Sorry, I, I needed to jump in there to. to... No, man. Uh, if Anthony Davis could be healthy at all, I would say they could make a, a little bit of a run. Um, but I'm gonna say they make it to the playoffs, and, and that's as far as I'll go. I actually get to go. So my wife got us tickets. I'm going to get to go see the Lakers play the Grizz um, at the end of February. Yeah, next month, which is really sick. But the one thing that's kind of like kind of a bummer is he's probably going to break Kareem's record like a week. You know, like it's going to be that close, like a week or two before I get to see him. So now I'm worried, like I'm going to go all the way to Memphis and it'll be like, 
Like LeBron's not going to play today. Because for those that don't keep up, like he's LeBron James, every game is like questionable. Every <laughs> single game he is questionable. Is it a back to back? If it's a back to back, he's not. No, I see. I don't think it's a back to back. But he's still like. There's been times he's still sat out. If it's not so, he, he just. I'm nervous. Like I'm excited, but I'm nervous that like. That's going to be the game we get there. It's going to be like, ah, oh, so LeBron's going to sit out. And I'm like, well, I could see him on the bench, hopefully, like like something. Um, but, but yeah, I'm going to say playoffs. Uh, a. Scott, Eric Royal, and me and him talk Lakers all the time. And Tyler Matrix. Tyler Matrix is a big Laker fan. So uh, we got some Laker love going. Um, that, that Grizz win a couple nights ago was pretty tight. I got to see the last little bit of that in the car. Um, the bad news with all traveling I've been doing is like there was a stretch there. I was like, I watched kind of every Laker game, but like here lately, last couple of weeks, I'm watching more highlights than anything. And uh, they've been winning some. So maybe that's, a, I may keep that up for a minute and see if we can get a run going. They, they got the Clippers tonight. And that's obviously pretty. And pretty so that's the one team LeBron James hasn't scored 40 points on. So I'm in the whole league. So maybe, maybe tonight's the night. I got I got good news for you. Uh, the Memphis game, February twenty eighth, I believe, is the one you're going to. It's not yes, a back to back, and they actually play my Thunder the next night. So good chance he probably plays first game, sits out second game. So it feels like yeah. you get to see him. I, I hope. Oh, I hope. As a, thank uh, you, as, I need. I hope you get to. I'm see not him. a. I'm not a thoughts and prayers guy at all, but I will take all the <laughs> thoughts and prayers to get to see LeBron James play live. That's like, I think I've been watching him play since he was. God, probably a junior or whatever, because we, you know, we're so close to Ohio. Like I kept hearing, like, who is this kid they keep talking about? Oh, he, so, yeah, he that, played. Yeah. He played against my my wife's high school team. He came what? in and just beat the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, their their team wasn't very good. But yes, she she grew up around the area, and so she played. Uh, oh, or she didn't play, but sick. she went to the high school. They came in there when he was in high school and just you know destroyed, dropped. I'm sure like forty on him and everything. <laughs> See, that's one of those weird like. I couldn't, I don't think, I think I was like 15 or six. He's a few years older than me. So it's like, I don't think I could have just drove myself to go play, watch him play in high school. But that's one that like, I wish that it annoyed one of my parents more to take me. Cause that's like, I mean, I've kept up with that guy literally through it all. Like I'm such a big LeBron James fan. He's one that like, I know, I know he's, I know he's hated. I get it. It's cool. I hate, I hate players. Y'all like too. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> But uh, he's just he, – he helps the community a lot. He's not really been in drama. Like, he's just a good dude, it seems, and uh, and just love watching him play basketball. So, yeah, hopefully that works. Uh, that's a that's a bucket list thing to see him live. So we'll see. And, hey, I'm not going to lie. Like, seeing John Morant live be pretty tight too, bro. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And, I mean, the Grizz yeah. are good this year. They're Oh, they're yeah, good. yeah. I mean, that's I – mean, I hear it a lot, bro, where I'm at, like, I wear my Laker, I wear my Waker stuff sometime now, and I get kind of like the looks I get when I wear Notre Dame stuff around these parts. It's like you're not you're not rooting UT or Bama. What is this? <laughs> I uh, I'm going to be actually go to a Hawks game on February 9th at night. Okay, so, you, Steven Jensen. Yeah. there well, we go. I, I was offered. Look at this. I was, so I, I, my brother. I'm very lucky. My brother trains a guy in his gym that like he's like his personal trainer for this dude, and he this guy has like a really good, well, he, his dad is like, I guess pretty high up in the organization. He just gives my brother tickets. Like whenever he wants to go to games and I never really take him up on it. And now I'm like gotten really into it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So tell me when we can go to games. And I almost went the other night. I passed it up. Uh, the Charlotte was in town and I, I was the only reason I didn't go 
is because so I, I've I've I now have two favorite players in the NBA. Oh, okay, okay. Look and this is you got to keep in mind. I have not watched since like Kevin Garnett was playing. You know what I mean? Like I I was like completely out for all, pretty much since the early two thousands. So it's been like twenty years. Um, okay. The only reason I didn't watch, I didn't go to the Charlotte game because one of my two favorites, Lamelo Ball, is injured, nice. he and is I couldn't hurt, yeah. go. That kid, I love watching that kid play basketball. Like that's he's just fun for whatever reason. I've become a Lamelo fan. I have one of his little Funko Pops just got it in the mail. I'm thinking about getting the slime shoes. I'm all in on Lamelo Ball. Also, <laughs> the other guy, I think the best player in the whole league is Joel Embiid. That dude, I can't believe, oh. I can't believe a guy his size can just pull up with threes like that. He shoots from all over the court and he's bigger than everybody. He's a little slow, like in comparison, but like no one can stop him. It's just fascinating. Yeah. And James Harden, the way it's funny because James Harden can take over if he needs to, but most of the game, he just gives the ball to the whole team, just giving the ball to him beat all game. And he just, and he just putting up points and rebounds and points and rebounds all game. So I have, I have two favorite players, Lamella ball and Joel Embiid for those of you out there keeping track of my basketball fandom as it, as it grows here. So. I can't wait to see this list grow. Yes. What a tag. I like LeBron too a lot too. Like when LeBron goes off, like it's it's really impressive to watch him put up like 50 points on a team. It's insane. So you strike me as you strike me as a Luka guy. I can't I gotta be honest. I do like Luka Doncic as well. I, I he's he the thing with him that's so impressive is he doesn't look athletic. He just he looks like kind of like this pudgy dude, right? And he just goes out <laughs> there and just his he just shoots better than everybody. I think he's probably the best shot in, in, in the whole league. Some of those right, guys are, I mean, but I'm, I'm, I'm starting to realize like Joker and, and all these dudes, like in like how some of these are say elite, crazy, athletic dudes that the game's changed a lot since I watched it. It's a lot less physical, yep. but like yep. there are a lot better shooters. Um, I wish there wasn't as many foul calls, but it's, um, yeah, anyway, yeah, I've, I've, I've made this into an NBA podcast. Oh, I'm uh, so for excited reason, for Jensen's same. NBA journey. It's so, same, yeah. it's so great. Uh, yeah. Bo's last one. We'll, we'll get you out of here. Okay. Uh, okay. we've you've, I feel like every time we talk, you've been in a different setting. So, yes, coolest thing in your room. Oh man, coolest thing in this room. Oh, actually, I said the coolest thing right now. Um, I got a chainsaw Charlie Elite over here. Oh, uh, nice. I saw that yeah. on, posted online the other day. Yeah, I got that uh, through eBay. I got a good price on it. Like, really wanted it that might be the coolest thing in here i also have i think it's in here yeah it's over there behind me i've got i'm i'm working on it it's not done yet otherwise i'd show it off i've got the delorean the back to the future lego uh delorean i'm like nice. my wife got me that for christmas those two are pretty sick i'm not gonna lie i, I uh I, I had to wait my stickers really i bought I, she got me this delorean no stickers in the box lego so oh uh yeah i got to a point where it's like it needs stickers, but if I keep building, I'm going to have to decon. So uh, stickers came in while I was in Bama, and I can finally finish this sick DeLorean and post a picture, hopefully, uh, this weekend. Nice, nice. Yeah, the last thing that I have is you just kind of, uh, if you want to elaborate just a little bit on Haley, your wife, man, like she's, she's like right there with nope. you for so much of this, dude. Like I, I've always seen her either at the shows with you or tweeting about the shows or retweeting stuff about the shows. Um. I mean, what's it like having a wife that's like just ultra supportive like that? It's, uh, oh man, I don't, it's, it's, it makes everything better uh, because we do get to, we get to experience this all together. Like she's not a, 
she's not a big wrestling fan. She she likes she kind of she likes death matches. Uh, she likes kind of flippy boy stuff. Uh, she's a big. She likes watching you know Jordan and Nick the East West. She she so she she really goes more for the people. Like she likes hanging out with um you know with Billy Stark's mom with her kick ass Becky. Uh, she's made a couple friends so. That's really cool for her. Uh, it's awesome because it is, man. Like, she runs door for us at KOBK shows. I trust her uh, with anything. Um, she drives, like, you know, nights like Friday, right? I call a, a big a big show with Dylan for action. I'm exhausted. Like, she drives the three hours uh, to Bama, to the B&B. Like, we both traveled a lot growing up. We both were in cars a lot growing up, whether it be family vacations, whatever. So we both are, like, we just like being on the road. That was another thing that we kind of bonded over when we first started dating. It was like, we'll just go to Atlanta, you know, for a Braves game, or we'll just, we'll go to this weird museum in the Midwest, or I, I don't know, like we just, we like to travel. So uh, having her, it's, I, I couldn't do without her. Like I, I said it before, I wouldn't be here uh, on this planet probably without without her and Brett Eisen in, uh, in my corner. Um, she goes for the food too. That's the thing about Haley. The thing about Haley is she's going to find the best food wherever we are. Like guaranteed any, Hey, anybody listening, if you need food, like if you're on traveling, you want to know where to eat, holler at her. Uh, she found like this really awesome soul food place this weekend. Uh, she goes with me to action. She goes to action shows to eat at this Asian fusion place next door. That's delicious. Like, Haley's the goat. Haley, I, I just, I can't, I could, I could do another hour just on, uh, she, she supports my figgies. Like there'll be times she'll just, I'll get in the car and she'll be like, I went to target while you were doing commentary or whatever. And like found this. So, uh, yeah, man, she's uh to quote mouse, to quote Robert Starks Bellamy. I suck. Haley's the goat. And, uh, he's right. <laughs> I, I remember the last time we, we talked to you, you were you were in the car and you're like, Oh yeah, she just went to Target and got this figure and got this figure. As someone who I, loves love, I, I love your your love for your wife. That is that is fantastic to me. I I couldn't do it without her, man. Like I really I don't think I think man, maybe maybe like one or two trips total in all these years uh, has she not been with me. Like when I went to Jersey for settlement series this last time, um, she couldn't go because she had to help. Uh, she had to help house sit uh, for folks. So, um, I mean, she's always there. Uh, like you said, supportive as it gets. Uh, quiet, but uh, but she's got some zingers. She loves to make fun of Adam Priest. Her and Adam Priest. To quote, when, dude, when Adam Priest sees me now, he goes, "Where's my friend at?" Like he ain't even worried about me. He wants to talk to Haley. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, shout out Haley. I, I can't wait for her to find out we talked about her this much. She's gonna be like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have one more. I gotta do it because we talked about Hit it. Me. When is Cody Rhodes KOB Cody coming to the promotion? <laughs> uh, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk to my uh, my connects at the Nightmare Factory. But if I can do, I will call the show KOB Cody if we yes. can get him. Don't you worry. Don't you oh, worry. Yeah. That is that is a complete. Jensen came up with that. I'm not taking credit for that. Yeah, Jensen I did. I did go with KOB Cody. All fair. We were we were joking around about it. Gold. So I was, thank I was you. Gonna thank have you. to uh, sneak that one in there. Bose, thank you. As hey, always hey, you know, 
You know, man, I've been doing a little bit of commentary work with CDW, Nightmare Factory. Yeah. Oh, if, if Cody shows up, Jensen has got to be there. This is like the, the biggest thing in the world of Jensen calling a Cody match. Are you kidding me? Yes. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Rose, let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, please follow me on Twitter at Moe's KOBK. Follow at KOBK Fed for all kobk llc news show news we're going to be dropping some matches and some some whatnot for this year uh we'll be crowning a new champion the killer weight champion will be crowned the end of this year so please please uh kobk fed most kobk for all your kobk news guys go watch uh kobk sold out too it's on iwtv please. use use the code fight talk uh if you're signing up for iwtv get okay, i most said it i've said it it's like in hour and 16 minutes matches are very fun if you just like good digestible just kind of out of the box wrestling it's a fantastic show and again you don't have to sit there for three hours and just invest your entire day and go check it out go support we appreciate that uh when mose is always on here with us and uh guys thank you thank you for watching we'll be right back here on the spotlight We are back. Thank you to Moe's for hanging out with us for an hour, talking about KOBK, talking about his time at GCW this past weekend, talking about Dave Prezak and his moonsault, road stories with Nick Gage, a bunch of other fun stuff. Moe's is fantastic. Everyone, again, go check out KOBK Sold Out 2. It's on IWTV right now. Check that show out. Uh, guys, we'll be back next week with a new episode of The Spotlight. We already have our guest booked. It is a returning guest alongside a new guest a a new entrant into the spotlight uh i don't like teasing things too much until we record the interview it's all said and done and things like that but assuming this stays scheduled everything goes through very much looking forward to this very much looking forward to it hopefully uh you guys will will enjoy it but it's a it's a it's a good get i think for us it'll be fun um and then so that'll be next week. We, we'll, we'll talk about all the world in wrestling. I'm sure plenty of the rumble fallout, everything else happening. What else is there? Head over to fightfuloverbooked.com here shortly. Uh, Joel Pearl and, and uh, the Pro Wrestling Torch. Uh, we'll, we'll do a Royal Rumble preview show. That'll be live at 1 p.m. Eastern. There's our Royal Rumble betting odds preview show up right now. There's a bunch of other fun stuff on Fightful Overbooked coexisting with Rob and Maggie tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, right here on this channel is Day After Dynamite with Will Washington at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, reviewing last night's Dynamite with a guest. I don't know who it'll be. I know there were some friends in attendance last night, so maybe Will has one of them on. So that'll be that at 3 p.m. Eastern right here on this channel. Sign up to sign up to Fightful Select. Go to Fightful.com. Check out all the stories. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate all the support. Guys, we'll talk to you next week right here. Uh, you know what? One last thing. Once again, shout out to Wrestle Rumble. Everyone sign up to Wrestle Rumble. Uh, play the Royal Rumble Pick'em Contest. You win money. You also can win cool title belts and, and various prizes. So they've been great to us, uh, just Fightful in general over the years, and great to myself and, and Jensen as well. Uh, and check out the interview we did with Matt uh, last year to learn more about Wrestle Rumble and just how great of a guy Matt is. Uh, we tell a story of how he kind of saved a trip to Chicago uh, for for all out weekend in in 2021 so go check that out uh, appreciate yeah, appreciate all y'all thanks for tuning in guys we'll talk to y'all next week bye everybody swimsuit check sunscreen check phone charger check 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.